0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit
1: it.
2: Did you know that in the 1960s, they told everyone that oil was gonna be gone in 10 years? In the 70s. Another ice age was coming in 10 years. 80s, acid rain was going to destroy all of our crops in 10 years. In the 90s, the ozone layer was going to be destroyed in 10 years. And in 2000, they told us that ice caps were going to be gone in 10 years. So I don't know if it's just me, but I'm kind of sensing a theme here. It's just kind of coincidental that none of that actually happened. But we were taxed for all of it.
3: Breaking news, NYPD forced to pay out $13.7 million to BLM rioters for violating their rights. What? I got drunk and took a shot on a cop car once and all I got was arrested. I would've threw a brick through the window and lit that mother f- on fire if I knew they were paying people for it. $10,000 for destroying private businesses and causing a violent public disturbance? It's kind of ironic how the people who wanted to defund the police now want funds from the police. I've been avoiding doing stupid like destroying other people's property for like 30 years because I thought it would get me in trouble, not get three months of my rent paid. Are we really encouraging this type of stupidity now? That's what we're doing? We're rewarding people for acting like morons? Well, if that's the case, if we're paying people for being dumb, we better hurry the up and fund the police because they already owe the millennials trillions. Hey, anyone who saw through that BLM scam and didn't donate, I guess you don't have a choice now. Because that $14 million lawsuit, It's not coming from the police department. It's coming from the taxpayers. Good thing gas, groceries, medicine, and rent are so cheap, huh? Otherwise, I don't know how the taxpayers could ever afford this.
4: Alexa, what's the net worth of Nancy
1: Pelosi?
5: Nancy Pelosi is worth an estimated 120 million US dollars. Her annual base salary is 223,000 US dollars.
3: So she's at an annual salary of $223,000, and she turned that into a fortune of $120 million. Right? Wrong.
6: That's called corruption. We just have this to flood nice. a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that Stop citizens money. no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, In mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won.
7: In September of 2021, Leah Thomas began participating as a member of the Penn women's team. Thomas was leading the country in multiple events while only placing in the top 500 in those events on the men's team. While many of you already know this, what you do not know is the experiences of the women on the University of Pennsylvania swim team. My teammates and I were forced to undress in the presence of Leah, a six foot four biological male fully intact with male genitalia, 18 times per week. When we tried to voice our concerns, we were told that swimming and being in our locker room was a non-negotiable. And we were offered psychological services to attempt to re-educate us to become comfortable with the idea of undressing in front of a male. Any discussion maintaining the sanctity of women's spaces is labeled transphobic, bigoted, and hateful. What's bigoted and hateful is the discrimination against women and the efforts to erase women and our equal opportunities, dignity, and safe spaces.
8: Lou Vinninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, and this is episode 217 to appear on August 5, 2023. Thank you for listening, if you're a regular listener, glad to have you back. If you're new, uh, glad to have you as well. This is uh, six segments of about 20 minutes of talk each divided by some great educational clips. And so uh, hang on there for as long as you can. Uh, If you ever want to get back to us and just go to our website, you can go to nohostagesradio.com and pick up back there. You can listen to any of the episodes, and you can follow them by the the, uh, number of episode and date. So, again, this is 217 and August 5th. 2023. Also, there's some articles over there that I write. Uh, a couple other things we do: we do a live show on every Saturday at KMYC 1410 AM in Yuba County, California, and that's from 10 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. And you're welcome to listen to that as well. I know <clears throat> from old school radio, you can't. We don't have that much range, but uh, you can find us on a live stream. One way is to go to com and then there's a listen live icon there that you can uh, click on, and it should dial it right back in, and whatever's on KMYC at that time that you do that, you, you will catch it. So it's not a, it's a live feed, not a recording. Uh, you can reach me by calling me, calling my phone, leaving a message, or texting me at 530-713-1838. Once again, 530-713-1838. You can also send emails at Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Lou at com. So uh, we're going to get right into it. Thank you for uh, being here. Tomorrow, uh, if you're listening to this on your first opportunity, on the uh, 5th, tomorrow night, uh, August 6th at 5 o'clock, in Sutter County, at the Church of Glad Tidings, at 1179 Eager Road, right off Highway 99, there's going to be a talk by Dr. Doug Frank. Dr. Doug Frank is a physicist, physics genius, and uh, he has a doctorate. And he, uh, what's unique about him besides inventing all kinds of devices and uh, technology? is that he's an expert on being able to drill down and determine whether an election is legal or whether it's uh true or accurate or or a election whether well, there's election integrity whether it's an honest election and uh so he's been working since 2020 on election integrity investigations and uh, i heard him speak at bard's fest which was a few months ago here in sutter county and i and i've actually seen him on on video before and i've been interested because i work with a team of people on a group with a group called freedom coalition network and we have a website freedomco.net you can follow our work there and what we post we post a new information weekly on what's going on in the united states it's about freedom and if you need to kind of, if you feel like you're behind the curve on getting educated, we can help you there. doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of your time. Freedomco.net. So Freedom Coalition is working in Yuba and Sutter counties, two of the 58 counties in California. We're beginning to work on looking at our election here and if it's if we can have faith in it. And uh, so Doug Frank is going to be here. It's uh, no cost to you. Uh, you can come. It starts at 5. We'll start promptly at 5. And uh, we'll, we don't have really an end time, but it'll probably be a couple hours. And uh, then we'll see who amongst the crowd is willing to work together in their county to do the same thing we're going to do in Uben Sutter. I think there will be people from other counties in Northern California They'll drift over from adjacent counties, which will be good. Everybody's welcome and um should be easy it's just 1179 eager road it's sandwiched right in between highway 99 and and live oak boulevard so you just pull off the freeway or off live oak drive in the parking lot it's in building 200 lots of parking very easy uh comfortable setting so you should enjoy your night doug uh, frank is a great speaker he's very bright and um but talks at a level that is understandable so uh welcome and my feeling uh my my perspective is that if we can't get the election under control the elections and be able to have confidence in our elections we really don't have a a, a republic anymore and uh more and more people will quit voting more and more people will uh become pessimistic and uh passive and will basically write out the rest of their lives not giving a damn. And that's not what we want. The Founding Fathers wanted us to be heavily engaged in our republic. I purposely don't call it a democracy. It isn't a democracy. It never was designed that. In fact, they felt it was a disaster to have democracy. So the more popular term is to call us a democracy. We're going to say that we're going to lose our democracy. No, we're going to lose our republic. If you don't know... The difference, you should uh, look it up and do a little research. So uh, that's going to be the beginning of our education quest. Uh, I'm also interested in Greg Phillips and Catherine Ingebretson of True the Vote out of Texas. And uh, Greg was out here recently and spoke, and we, there is a connection there with us out here. So I'm hoping that we can glean from all these folks that have done research on the elections and can explain The troubles in the election. One of the interesting things I was told uh, during uh, right at the 2020 election uh, was that the uh, the Dominion machines and they're not the only machine. There's a variety of machines, but the Dominion machines were uh, bulletproof, hack proof. They were not connected to the Internet. And uh, the I believe that the county clerks told me what they believed was the truth. I don't believe they're liars. I believe they're honest, and I believe they wanted an honest election, but I believe they uh, believed a lie. You ever believed a lie? You ever believed somebody and they weren't telling you the truth? Well, it does make you a bad person. It just means you were deceived by someone, right, taken advantage of. So our county clerks have been taken advantage of by trusting in the people above them. Who were, Who is that, the people above them? That would be the Secretary of State of the State of California. And so when you trust in that government entity that they've done their due diligence, uh, like they're supposed to vet the machines every couple of years, two years, I think, and they haven't been doing that. They haven't been doing uh, their their job to certify the machines. They haven't been certifying the machines. Uh, Dominion voting uh, lied during the the, uh, these machines can be hacked by a minor league teenager, and they are connected to the internet. Uh, it's just like my phone when I drive down the highway is connected by bluetooth to uh people calling me. It just all of a sudden jumps from my right through my radio to my phone and I can talk on through my radio. There's all kinds of different crazy things like that. So uh, I can send a I can send a, a a message to my printer from my phone that's not connected to my printer. And uh, by Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and can connect to that. So, unfortunately, <clears throat> all of us old people have not kept up with technology, and so we can be uh, bamboozled uh, by people that say, "Oh, we got this under control. It's full. It's full proof, No problem. Hundred proof. Uh, no question about it." And so when the um, when I questioned. The uh, veracity of the system. The county clerk sent said to, sent to me uh, documentation from Dominion, which I did not believe. So uh, we're going to look at that this uh, Sunday night. So wherever you are in in uh, the United States, and if you would like to invite Doug Frank to your uh, your county. Whatever state it is, he works all over the United States. He actually, I believe, is from the Midwest, and he just happens to be doing a tour of counties out here in California. But if you would like him to come, if if uh, we we will actually post his talk, uh, the recording of his talk on FreedomCode.net when he's done, once we get it uh, tuned up and transferred over, FreedomCode.net will have it. Uh, we're also hoping to live stream it. Through ChurchOfGladTidings.com, glad if the live stream doesn't work, we'll for sure record it and get it up for you to see. If you like what you see and you want to invite him to your uh, your town, your county, uh, just text me and I will uh, forward you his uh, booking person, who is a volunteer patriot from Orange County, California and she will help uh find you a spot where he could come and and do just what he's going to do for me. When I met him at Bard's Fest, I I had just a minute or two chance to talk to him. And I said, "Hey, we need to uh look at our voting s- systems here in Ubisutter Counties." And how can you give us some tips on how to start? He just said, have me come there. That'd be the easiest way is to educate you, I'll talk to everybody at one time. So so you can invite all the patriots in your county. You can a lot of Tea Party people still around. They would be interested. A lot of other people that from uh, patriot groups, constitutional groups, all those groups would be interested. And you can get ahead of steam in your county, wherever you are. So there's over 3,000 counties, maybe about 3,100 maybe in the United States. Fifty eight of them are in California. You could start mobilizing your counties starting one or two at a time and uh, make a difference. So people ask, well, how can I make a difference? You know, I was talking to some the other day and uh, <clears throat> I, I'm always talking to people uh, and some people want to make a difference. And some people have kind of become uh, n- uh, not nostalgic, but uh, discouraged and don't feel like voting uh, counts. And I just want to remind you that not only does ballot voting count, and we're going to work on making it count better, but, but voting with your dollar bill makes a huge difference. And if you will just focus on trying to buy whatever you need to buy from patriots and local people, good people, let's support patriotism, let's support uh, people that believe in a constitution – uh, let's support people that are uh not a part of the the global cabal the big government the big box store uh situation let's let's help the uh small business person middle america let's hire people uh from our community right and every time you vote like for instance when target puts up garbage on their shelves and and walmart puts up uh, filth on their shelves or whoever it is all you have to do is just shop somewhere else you think like, oh well that's inconvenient i like that oh i like something i get from over there i'm just telling you you have to decide how much is america really worth to you how much is it really worth is it is it worth a lot of money to you is it worth some inconvenience to you are you willing to just surrender to any old time of gover- type of government if you are, I would suggest you buy a few tickets to other countries and visit them, and uh, and see how it's going over there. Because you're going to get what you don't care about. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get what you don't care about. So uh, I noticed that uh, Wall Builders, which I'm connected to, they're a, You might check into their organization. I don't know. What, I don't know whether it's WallBuilders.org or WallBuilders.com. I'm sure if you just uh, searched wall builders, you'll find it. They're specialists in history. In fact, they have many original documents that they've purchased and have in their museum. It says, uh, signing America's birth certificate. You, we normally think of July 4th, right? So it says, on this two hundred and forty seventh he said, on this day, 247 years ago, the day that they're referring to is August 2, a very important event in America history happened. Tensions between... Great Britain and her colonies had been mounting continuously for over 10 years. Despite many petitions from the Americans, the King of England continued his tyrannical acts. Finally, the colonists concluded that a peaceful resolution was not possible. On July 4, 1776, the Continental Congress approved the Declaration of Independence, which declared separation from England. Fifty-six brave men signed that document. Many Many did so on August 2, 1776. The Declaration's final line announced that the signers had personally pledged, quote, our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. By putting his name on this document, each knew he risked death if captured since they were considered traitors by the English. However, none of the signers balked at standing for the freedoms outlined in the Declaration. In one exchange between uh, two of the 56 signers, John Hancock stated, we must be unanimous. There must be no polling different ways. We must all hang together. Benjamin Franklin reportedly agreed, said, yes, we must indeed all hang together, or most assuredly, uh, we will hang apart. Benjamin Rush, in fact, I, I encourage you to, to do a search on these guys' names and study a little bit about them it's shockingly amazing. Benjamin Rush recounted a moment of humor during the signing. Do you recollect, recollect the pensive and awful silence which pervaded the House when we were called up to subscribe what was believed by many at that time to be our own death warrants? Colonel Harrison of Virginia, a large man, who said to Mr. Gary, a small man at the table, "'I shall have a great advantage over you, Mr. Gary,' When we are all hung for what we are now doing, from the size and weight of my body I shall die quickly, but from the lightness of your body you will dance in the air an hour or two before you are dead. The speech procured a transient smile, but it was soon succeeded by the solemnity with which the whole business was concluded. These founders faced the genuine possibility of losing everything, and many did suffer. For example... Francis Lewis' wife died after harsh treatment while imprisoned by the British. John Witherspoon lost a son during the war. Richard Stockton was captured, and the abuse he suffered cut his life short. And John Hart was driven from the bedside of his ailing wife, whom he he never saw again. So the the, uh, wall builder people, which are really tremendous people, it's the Barton family, said so today, on this anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, again, I'm re- referring to August two, which we just passed. Take some time to study these courageous men and let's all stand for the freedoms they risk their lives to protect so if if particularly if you have children, this would be a great thing to do around the dinner table is to do a little research during the week during the day. And pull up the the 52, I think it's 52 men or 56 men that signed and look up them and give each child, if they're old enough, the challenge to look up a different person and then report on that. In other words, maybe just cut and paste some, some uh, write-ups about them and read it to everybody at the dinner table right after dinner. Just read one and uh, maybe read it, do it a couple times a week, and study about the courageous men that signed that document that uh, most, I would say, 99% of our congressional leaders would not sign that today. They're cowards, and they're really in it to just make a lot of money and to have a lot of power. 56 brave men, that's what it is, 56. So it's just something you can do to incorporate that into your family. And uh, and all learn at the same time. Mom and dad probably don't know the answers either, but that's not bad as long as you still want to learn them and you'll be a a strong patriot family uh, if you want to take that up. Okay. well, I wanted to mention uh, Will Fanning. Will Fanning contacted me last weekend when I was on the radio and he said, hey, because I always promote his all power services. In uh, in Sutter County, it's in the town of Yuba City, just south of Yuba City, and uh, he is located on 1469 Stewart Road, which is crossing Highway 99. It's on the west side, 1469 Stewart, and uh, they. I I usually pitch them as as fixing anything, any type of device, or or big uh, piece of equipment that has power to it, whether it's a big truck or your car, your motorcycle, or whatever. and uh, But they do a lot of other things, and he said, Lou, will you focus on this? And he sent me a text. He said, Lou, if possible, we want to push that we repair power tools, service and repair as much as possible. Uh, lawnmowers, chainsaws, weed eaters, trimmers, riding lawnmowers, Like hedge trimmers and stuff like that. Riding lawnmowers, compact tractors, generators, water pumps, pressure washers, electric and gas and diesel powered. So I can tell you that he's repaired a water pressure washer for me, for our church, that was not doing the job. And he made it so it would. It's nice to have things repaired and given back to you, isn't it? So uh, if you need them... Uh, here's how to get a hold of him. Dial him up at uh, 530-844-0347. Once again, 530-844-0347, and you can text or call that. We'll be right back, and we're going to pick up the second segment here.
1: Whoa.
3: So They found cocaine in the White House and they have no idea whose it was or how it got there. All the cameras and surveillance and checkpoints in that building and still no one can figure out who stashed drugs in the president's home? You guys figured out how to decode human DNA. You figured out how to put satellites in space. You guys found Osama bin Laden in a hole in the middle of the f***ing desert and you can't figure out where the cocaine in the White House came from? I'll tell you what, if they found a bootleg copy of a Mulan DVD in my apartment, they'd use the footage from two 7-elevens, 36 red light cameras, forensic analysis, and the GPS function on my phone just to pin it on And you guys can't figure out where the cocaine in the White House came from, dude? Hey, maybe it was that dude who was literally smoking crack on video. His dad works at the White House. Also, if I break the law, I'm not allowed to hire the people who I control to do the investigation. Hey, uh, Henry, the cops said that they got me on security camera robbing a bank. I need you to do the investigation. Oh, innocent? Okay, great. Look a little harder. But you know what you're not gonna have to look very hard to find? My brand new music video, dropping this Friday at 9am. Let's go.
9: We spoke with a business owner who's been here in Granada Hills for 15 years, but he says he's so tired of being harassed by code enforcement that he's considering leaving the state. No matter what
10: I do, it's always, like, it's always illegal. No matter what I do, it's always illegal. But at the
9: same time, they don't deal with crime, with real crime. Eric says while homeless encampments are blocking entire sidewalks throughout L.A., His business, Motor Styles on Chatsworth, has been visited by code enforcement agents four times in one month. I think that this is going beyond ridiculous. The problem is the placement of this A-frame sign, which is apparently touching one inch of city property.
6: Touching one inch of city property. I say that's the
8: California way.
9: The sign, which really isn't blocking the sidewalk, is one of two problems Eric has had with code enforcement agents. The other is this American flag. Claim that this is not a flag, this is a sign. Last time I checked,
8: this is uh, a sign. Yes, a big sign. It's a sign that we're in America. Hell yes.
9: Last year, my 11-year-old daughter was in elementary school here at Chico Unified, and her elementary school transitioned her from female to male behind my back. Shortly before this happened, my father had recently passed away, and I was diagnosed with breast cancer. My daughter was distressed and began questioning her sexuality, so she decided to reach out to a wellness counselor at her elementary school. The day my daughter shared with her guidance counselor that she felt like a boy, the counselor immediately affirmed this new identity. This was a time when she needed me the most, and you kept it a secret from me. Treating every parent as a potential threat to their kids is wrong. But regardless of what big people say, I love my children and there isn't anything they could ever do
5: to change that. Bro,
4: what do you think about this one? Tell me one thing that you
6: trust more than President Biden.
4: Gas station sushi. CNN.
3: Somalian cruise line. Prostate exam from Captain Hook. A styrofoam gas can. Nigerian prince inheritance email. Helen Keller flying a plane. A mechanic who tells me my blinker fluid is low, Flint, Michigan tap water, the ingredients of a hot dog, a suspiciously large wooden horse, breast milk from Bruce Jenner, a mixed drink from Bill Cosby, a blood transfusion from Charlie Sheen, Facebook's free speech protection, Elizabeth Warren's Native American DNA, carpooling with John F. Kennedy, going to the theater with Abe Lincoln, Jeffrey Epstein's suicide note, a girl who says, I'm fine, marriage advice from Ross Geller, and a rattlesnake with a
11: pet me sign.
8: Well, if you're in need of some legal help, and that could be just anything, changing a name, getting the power of attorney, doing a will, all kinds of things, just all kinds of legal needs. The place I go is North Valley Paralegal, where Nellie Garcia resides, and she has been a close friend for many years, very close, her family, I know all her family members, mom and dad, brothers, brother and sisters. And uh, But the neat thing about Nellie is she's been in a legal profession for many years, and she can handle things better than an attorney. She's cheaper, going to cost you less unless you don't care, and she can do it faster, and she's more accurate than the average attorney. So North Valley Paralegal is easy to find. It's in Yuba City at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. That's right across from the Sutter County Sheriff's Department, Civic Center Boulevard, Suite 202A. You can call her to make an appointment. You can walk in, but the best way, so you don't waste the time if she's out of the office. There's other people working there, but if you'd like to talk to her, call her at 530-751-9289, 751-9289, and uh, she will help you with your legal needs. Also, um, I was just talking to a friend of mine steve the other night and he was saying oh he's over at alan's auto body getting his truck fixed and uh he got in a little crash and so it was a brand new truck too and and i think somebody just drove into him so alan's auto body can make it like it didn't happen just take all that all that hurt out of that car Put new, you know. Nowadays they don't hardly straighten anything. They just put new sections on your car, and it just when they if they paint it, it just brand new, like right off the showroom. So, check out Kevin and Kerry Clark at Allen's Auto Body. That's at Tea Garden and Sutter Street in Yuba City. That's right on the corner. It's a bright yellow building. You can't miss it. Go down Sutter Street, you'll see the cross street at Tea Garden, and you'll you'll see the yellow building before you see the cross street. Or you can call them and make an appointment, or you can just drive in over there. So the Clarks are a family operation, mom and dad and two grown sons. And uh, they've been doing it for years, decades. So 530-671-1057, 671-1057. And they will take care of you, both uh, my board operator for KMYC and myself, and now my friend Steve. And a lot of my friends have used their services and are really happy. Uh, let's see, I wanted to, I'm just going to go do this the way, so I uh, I had written, it. I had spoken about this and written an article about the fact that the Yuba Water Agency here in Yuba County, uh, they, we used to think they were part of our county government, right? We have a Yuba, Yuba County Board of Supervisors, we have a county five supervisors and we thought that Bullards Bar Dam and all the water and everything was that the residents of the county kind of owned that right and uh and then the when the PG&E turned over the control of the Bullards Bar Dam and everything to the uh the board of Yuba Water Agency which happens to be all six members excuse me all five members of the board of supervisors plus two extras when they turned that over, and all of a sudden they were handling hundreds of millions of dollars, they they changed the name instead of Yuba County Water Agency, they just took the county right out of it. I guess they didn't want to be associated with the county. And um, so recently, the since the supervisors also supervise the county also sit on the Yuba Water Agency, and they uh, I wrote an article that uh, about the Calpers, California. A pension program for the public employees, government employees, I wrote an article talk calling it a Ponzi scheme. And uh, and I mentioned that Yuba County could not uh, pay their pension liability. A liability just means what you owe. They could not pay that liability in a timely fashion. It's just the same. It's exactly the same, and they don't want to admit it, as not being able to pay your credit card on time. So you have some options. You can pay the full balance, you can pay part of the balance, or you could pay a minimum balance, and whatever you don't pay, they will charge you interest on. So because the county of Yuba does not pay its pension uh, liability in a timely fashion, they pay interest every single month, probably by the day. And so, but annually, they have to come up with some money. So, um, and or or they have to pay it. In a timely fashion, one option is you can pay uh, a in a bulk sum, although it doesn't square you up unless you pay everything you owe. So they pay a big payment. And it, again, it doesn't clear everything off. It's like paying a big payment on your house, but then what you owe is still bigger. So what they do is they, borrow, they borrowed over $9 million from the Yuba Water Agency because they are loaded with hundreds of millions of dollars they don't know what to do with. And uh, then they pay, give that money to CalPERS. And it saves Yuba County some interest. And uh, and then they pay a little bit of interest towards Yuba Water Agency. So the Yuba Water Agency, after they read my article, I, I I wasn't attacking Yuba Water Agency. I was just saying, we're broke. We're broke. They You know, counties don't want to admit that. They play games they shuffle the numbers they cook the numbers they're not honest and so they're not paying their bills on time so they borrow money to pay bills you ever had to borrow money from somebody to pay bills sometimes we we put it on our credit card that's borrowing money to pay your bills sometimes we get in such a pickle we go to a relative like mom and dad or a relative uh, uh, of other types, uncles or or good friends, and say, you know, can you can you make me a loan? And I need to pay off all these high interest credit credit cards. Well, that's exactly what the county of Yuba is doing, and so they borrowed uh, over nine million dollars from the water agency, and then they'll pay them back over the year, right, at less interest than they'd have to pay CalPERS. So it's interesting how uh they, they play a little euphemism propaganda game by saying how much they saved you right how much they saved by by borrowing money to not pay the bill off, but just to pay a portion of the bill off faster. That still doesn't it still doesn't correct their mismanagement of our government, but they try to they try to distract you and defraud you of proper knowledge they don't give you the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you god they give you a little bit of truth you know a good lie has always got a little bit of truth in there so right after i wrote the article and it was in the territorial dispatch boom the next week the public relations guy for yuba water agency got a front page article big old front page article because they spend money with the territorial dispatch i don't I just write free articles, and they got a big old article in there, and he told how wonderful it was that they were able to be a, a big brother to Yuba County and and help them save a lot of money. Help me out now when we're broke and we're paying more than we're bringing in. It's kind of like I, I don't know whether I told this in the article where your wife goes out, you're broke, you're upside down, you owe money you can't pay and she goes out and she buys a bunch of 100 dollar dresses for 50 dollars and comes home actually i used the man the man example let's just say he bought four 100 dollar tools for 50 dollars or maybe they were you know fishing rods fancy fishing rods and he come home and he, saved, he said he says to his wife i saved us 50 dollars a piece on these i saved us you know 200 dollars off these these deals well, that's exactly the what Yuba Water Agency and the Yuba County Board of Supervisors and the Yuba Water Directors are saying. They saved some money of money they can't afford to pay. It's it's a scam game. It's a Ponzi scheme. And and this poor guy, I don't know who wrote this article, but I felt sorry for him because I think I said most people aren't as stupid as he thinks. Most people aren't as stupid as he thinks he ought to write it a little bit more intelligently instead of trying to hide the murder weapon and the murder. They misappropriate funds. They they promise people that they're going to give them uh, a pension of a certain type and they they can't afford it. So they're playing uh, money games, cooking the books. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it later. So I want to just give a shout out to that young man who wrote that article. I just want to say, uh, it was literate. Wasn't great. Writing was literate, uh, but you deceived the people. Nobody gets points in the afterlife for deceiving people. Don't want, don't know whether he believes in it or not, but you know, some things, whether you believe in it or not, you are still going to face it. So, uh I wanted to bring this up about the Oakland NAACP. Now I I'm always fascinated by the NAACP. Uh the ad, advancement of colored people. Advanced, that's, what they, that's what the organization's about. It's about the advancement of colored people. Now that may have been appropriate. Back in the day, back in the post-slavery days early on. But after a couple hundred years, don't you think we ought to get a, get a new name? If I had a, n- a name the, for the, the uh, National Organization or whatever for the advancement of white people, WP instead of CP. Oh, man, we had a, a white, you know, I mean, there's a lot of poor white people, illiterate white people. Probably more than there are black people. A lot more white people that are poor than black people. And uh, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Well, we could have all kinds of people in there white people, uh, yellow people, red people. says, and I get a kick out of them because they are full of baloney, a lot of these leaders. It says, this article says, people are afraid. This is the NAACP from Oakland, California. My, my sister used to live down there. I, I used to do drugs, do drug deals down there. Back in the day, it's a rough town. In fact, one of the great churches down there, Shiloh Christian Fellowship, or something like that, they've changed their name over the years. they got an amazing ch- church, and one of the unique things about a church, when you're going in or coming out, you can hear gunshots, like, near, like it's near a hunting lodge. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. So the NAACP in Oakland, California said people are afraid to walk to mailboxes due to crimes spawned by defunding police and lax prosecution. Well, good for you. I just say good on you. That's your karma, baby. Just receive that karma. All you black people that stood by and and wouldn't speak up when all the other black people. I know all you black people aren't the same. You don't think the same. You have different political persuasion. But when you keep your mouth shut and they're saying, shut down the police, defund the police, bad on you, dude. Said on Friday's broadcast of News Nations, Oakland NAACP president Cynthia Adams discussed a letter she wrote calling for officials in the city to declare an emergency on crime and blasted the movement to defund the police. Blasted our district attorney's unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who murder and commit life-threatening serious crimes and the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric. For you out in all of us, that's trash talk. For creating crime and progressive policies and failed leadership for harming economic opportunity and stated that crime is so bad, people are afraid to even go to the mailbox, take out the garbage, which I just did a few minutes ago or go get groceries. Adams said, quote, you, could, you can't go to the grocery stores. You can't put your groceries in your car. You can't do anything. We were too quiet, and we had to open our mouth. I could say that about so many of my friends. You're too quiet. Quiet. Stop it. We had to say something, Cynthia Adams said. She added, our seniors are crying out. People are afraid to go to the mailbox or get their garbage, as, as she said once before up above. Failed leadership. Oh. Failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police. I'm not going to get repetitive because i got a lot of other stuff talking about. She said, we're in a crisis. Our elected leaders must declare a state of emergency and bring resources together from the city, county, and state to end the crisis. We are 500 police officers short. Let me tell you something. You don't need to defund the police. Police will walk away from the job, and they're doing it all the time. They just say, you know, I don't need this. I feel called to this, but I don't need this drama, all this politics. If you don't support them, they know it, and they're going to leave their job. There's lots of other great jobs for police officers. She said, we're 500 officers short of the number that experts say this city needs our 911 system does not work can you imagine listen people and, and wherever i'm talking to tonight when you call 911 does it work it works pretty much in our city but i i'm telling you in some places they just don't come they don't answer you just get a busy signal she says our 911 system does not work. Residents now, residents now know that help will not come when danger. This is Oakland, California. This is one of the major cities in California. Worse, she said, criminals know that too. Let me tell you something about Oakland, California. When I was younger, we had the Oakland Raiders in the same stadium we had the Oakland A's that was both of them were amazing teams back a couple decades also we had the Golden State Warriors all of them were on the same campus the all you know in other words they played football and baseball in the same stadium but then they had a big arena right next door which was which was the uh Gold, they called them the Golden State Warriors. They didn't call them the San Francisco. Eventually, it was San Francisco Warriors, and then they moved over and built a big arena in, in Oakland. Do you realize that they're all gone? The only one that's still there temporarily is the baseball team, and they're leaving. I'm telling you, you talk about in your lifetime seeing a city collapse, seeing, seeing states collapse. That were amazing states like California. See them collapse. I'm I'm living I've been lived here all my life. My dad was born here. My grandfather uh was born here. His grand his father was uh came from the old country, Germany. And uh so we're Californians, but it's way different than it was, baby. And uh so it's amazing. We're watching. Do you know? I just saw this on a video. This guy walks around San Francisco videoing all the stores that are closed. This guy said the other day that Market Street, one of the major streets in San Francisco, there's no stores there anymore. The buildings are there, but all the stores have left. Is that that a mind-blower to you? I I, I tell you, I'm just stunned by it. I I mean, I get it. I don't even have any interest to ever, before I move on into the next life, to go to San Francisco. In a few weeks, we'll be driving through there on the freeway, and I— I never have an inkling, Let's let's stop here and get a cup of coffee or get a burger or something. You know, I just I don't even want to get off the freeway. Never I never get off the freeway, and I just have enough gas to breeze right through there and get through there as fast as I can. And I use the airport down there in South San Francisco, but that's not the, so much the inner city. But Oakland across the way has always been a rougher city, but it it had a lot of good qualities back in the day. It had the The John Madden Oakland Raiders, it had uh, great ball. All three of the ball teams were world-class ball teams at one time. Now it's just they're a wreck. The city's a wreck. The port's a wreck. Amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, And now the, 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 the city or the uh, the state of California is now discussing whether – you know how when they float a bond and then you – many of you, I don't, but they put it on the ballot and you vote for it. And then that gives them the right to go out and borrow amazing amounts of money. They tell you how much they're going to get. And then that gives them the right to pay back those bonds with tax money. But the taxpayers have to vote for it. They're now going to use money. You know, like they'll say, well, we want to – we want bond money to build or make loans to veterans for houses, right? Or we want uh, to repair the water system in California, which they constantly tell you they're going to do and lie. Now they're going to say, we're going to borrow from the bond money for various reasons, infrastructure improvements, freeway improvements. We're going to borrow from the bond money to run the count, run the state because we're out of money. They're stealing from the bond money. That's the same thing that, yuba county is doing with yuba water agency they're borrowing from the water agency that's the same thing the state's going to do they're running out of we're all running out of money people they ran it into the ground you didn't do anything wrong they did we'll be right back and we'll do our third segment in a, in a minute
0: say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished.
12: Now, as a veteran of many years in American politics, I'm going to tell you something somewhat shocking. Joe Biden will not be the nominee of the Democratic Party in 2024. Kamala Harris will briefly become president, but the only way in their party they can replace a woman of color is with another woman of color. And yes, you heard it here first, the Democratic nominee for president will be Michelle Obama.
6: No, it must just be a weird coincidence. But what if it's not? The Daily Show has, like many other US late-night programs, largely given up any pretense of trying to be funny and turned into yet another leftist propaganda outfit. But out of nowhere, they surprised everyone by putting together this hilarious compilation of Kamala Harris and the fictional Vice President, Selena Myers. So let's take a minute now and marvel at a US comedy program that has managed to produce comedy. My
9: fellow Americans, words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying
5: our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are children of the community. Well, we are the United
9: States of America because we are united.
5: And we are states. I'm talking about the significance of the passage of time right, the significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time.
9: Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future
5: is, I should say, unknown. We've got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously.
9: Obesity is a serious disease, and it needs to be taken seriously.
5: You need to get to go, and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work
9: and get home. I hope that clarifies the issue, and this can be the last
5: word on those words. Certain issues are just settled.
2: Clearly, we're not.
5: No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living sadly, in um, real unsettled
13: times. I'll tell you a quick story, and I'll get out of here. This is the story, I, the first time I ever opened up for Rob. It was at a comedy club called Levity Live. And uh, I got a call from this comedy club. I'd never met Rob before. I got a call from this comedy club, and they're like, Gary, our host tonight is sick. Show, we have a show tonight. Would you be able to host the show? And I said, sure thing. You know, I'd be happy to host. Who am I going to be hosting for? They go, you're going to be hosting for Rob Schneider. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. That's a big opportunity for me. I'll be there, and I hung up the phone. What I didn't tell him was that I ate a pot brownie about five <laughs> minutes before I got that call. So I jump in my car. I'm hoping that the pot brownie doesn't kick until after the show. I get to the venue. I meet Rob, you know, great guy, super nice. I ask him, I'm like, what do you want me to say when I bring you, bring you out on stage? you want to mention the movies you've been in? Like, what do you want me to say? Like, uh, and he goes, when you bring me out, just announce my name. I'm like, you got it, Rob Schneider. Thank you so much, this is a big opportunity. By the way, he ate a pot, brownie, like, a little earlier. And he was like, what? And I was like, I didn't say anything. And so I go out. I, uh, I do my performance. It was uh, the best performance I've ever had up until tonight. And um, I, get, I get to my final joke. And at that moment, that's when the pot brownie hit me. Full force. And I couldn't remember for the life of me who I was hosting the show for. <laughs> and there was a ton of people just like this there, there that night. And I to the crowd, I go, are you guys ready for your headliner? And the place erupted. They all screamed, yeah! And then I said it again. I was like, are you guys ready for your headliner? Because I couldn't remember. <laughs> and everybody in the place went, yeah! And then I thought of this uh, on the spot. I was like, all right, well, I'm not bringing out this person until you scream their name. (laughs) And I went one, two, three, and everybody in the place yelled, Rob Schneider. And I was like, seriously, Rob Schneider's here? (laughs) This is a big opportunity for me.
8: our third segment, and um, I wanted to mention that I was talking to Dr. Cassidy earlier today <clears throat> about various topics. <clears throat> We're now starting classes in the Yuba County Jail, but uh, he and I have been working together on addiction, fentanyl addiction, op- all kinds of opiate addiction, <clears throat> any kind of addiction, really, alcohol, meth, whatever. And uh, it's almost every week now. I'll talk to somebody and say, "Oh yeah, my uh, my cousin died of fentanyl overdose. My brother died of heroin overdose, oxy overdose." Da 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 da. It's pretty prevalent. Lots of people are dying. The statistics are undershot. They say over one hundred and twenty thousand or something in the co- in the country died of overdoses. So. It's amazing, but the, the government, our government is collapsing as we sit here. I just talked to you about Yuba County going broke, borrowing money from the water agency to bail themselves out for another 12 months. And they have no, uh, they have no recourse on how to fix it. They're just pushing the can down the road. You know why? Because they all are going to retire, and they're just going to let the next generation figure it out. Do you think that's ir- irresponsible? I just, I'm shocked. I am shocked. My parents would have been, who were local people, would, would just roll over in their grave about something like this. They didn't leave any bills to the kids. What they did is they left us in a small inheritance. No bills. No problems. Just, just move on. Left a blessing to us. When you retire, you CAOs and you supervisors and you treasurers and all you people, you retire and you leave all this debt to the next generation. Shame on you. Shameful. I don't care how you, whether you think you did a good job, you did a horrible job. If you, if you took the job knowing that it had big problems. Hey, it's your baby. You wanted the job. You wanted the 300 grand a year. Don't blame it on other people. Your job is to correct the job. Your job is not just to to uh, pedal the boat around in circles. It is not. It is not to tread water, either fix the problem or get the hell out. Just get the hell out. Quit. It's just crazy. So now we have the the behavioral health, which used to be called mental health of Yuba Sutter counties. Who gets the drug money to treat drug addicts and they do not respond to drug addicts when they contact them? It's easier for a drug addict to get into college than it is to get into a rehab. That's not right. If we call 911 for a, a bad headache or you fell over and twisted your leg and they come in four minutes. What if a drug addict said, please help me now? I want, I'm ready to go into rehab now. Why can't we respond to them in the same fashion if we really cared about people? The problem is that we discriminate about people. If, if a lot of us think, oh, well, if they're a drug addict, they're a dirt bag. If they're an alcoholic, they're a dirt bag. They're bad seed. And we treat and we discriminate against them. In fact, we hope they die in their struggle. Oh, you're never going to hear politicians talk about that because they don't have any cojones, no Spaldings. They're not willing to be honest. They're dishonest people. Oh, you know, Matt Conan, he's an honest guy. No, he's not. Maybe he didn't steal any money from you, but they're not honest about the problem. They have a problem. You know something, people? If you can't do the job or you can't take the heat, Famous presidents like Truman said, get out of the kitchen. Fix things or get out and let somebody else get in there that's willing to fix it. The problem is a lot of you say, Oh, vote for me. I'm your man, I'm your lady. And I I will make everything right, and I you're the I you can trust me. I'm I'm for small government. You know you all have an R after your name, but you vote like a C, a communist. You vote like a C You treat addicts like less than animals. You treat your puppies better than you do the addicts. Now the hospital treats their sick people like addicts. They just kill them, give them rendisivir, put them on a vent. It's a premeditated murder over there at Adventist Health. So Dr. Cassidy and I said, hey, let's see, if, see how many people we could save. Who knows? Maybe we can save some. So we put our phone number out there. And uh, so I'm going to tell you if you're addicted or, you know, people are addicted and they can't get on to a rehab through. Like, I'll give you an example. A a lady strung out on fentanyl, really sick, went into Pathways. That's a rehab, long time, been here for since the 70s, a residential rehab. And they said, yeah, we, we can help you, but we need funding. Go over to mental health, get checked out, get an interview, and see if they can get funding. She went over to mental health. You know what they told her? This is what the lady says. They told her to to join First Steps. That's not an inpatient rehab. They told her to go to the hospital. That is not a rehab. These people are deceivers and liars at behavioral health. They need to be fired. Dr. Cassidy and I, here's our plan. I'm going to give you three steps, three options. You can call Peachtree Health and make an appointment with Dr. Cassidy. Ask for Cassidy. There's other doctors there, but they don't all do the same thing he does. He, he's a general practitioner, plus he does addiction. Call 530-749-3242. 749-3242. If you have a trouble getting through on that line, if it's backed up or it, you go into some kind of voicemail, you can't figure out what to do, then call Dr. Cassidy's cell number. Text it. Dial it and text it. 530-682-8648. 682-8648. Just put your name in there, addiction, and your phone number. Be patient. If you, be patient. He's seeing patients all day. And he's not going to call you at 9 o'clock at night. Me, if you can't hang, if you're really struggling and you need help now, then call me at 530-713-1838. 713-1838, night or day, text. You can leave a message, verbal, or you can leave a text message. No problem. I will call you back. I watch, I call, I answer all on the phone. It doesn't matter if I know the number or not. I answer Listen, we want to get you in, get you checked over. You may have other health issues that you, a lot, sometimes in rehabs you need to go get a physical anyway. So see whether you got diabetes, see whether you got a heart condition, see what else is going on. Make sure we can treat the whole body and the soul. Then we'll get you on whatever you need to get you into a rehab, stop the, stop the withdrawals, whatever needed. Okay, so that's, uh, that's Dr. Cassidy. Okay, and uh, so let's get on with the show here. And uh, I'll mention uh, anyway, I think I gave my number out a couple times and you can catch up with us. So the NAACP is finally screaming because, you know what? They've been saying for years that black people in the black parts of town, they like the police being there. Why? Because all hell breaks loose. They're shooting most black people. People that are killed are killed by other black people that does not happen in the white community that does not happen at the same uh, numbers and the same numbers we're talking about 94 95 percent of black people that are murdered are murdered by black black people. I'm not happy about it. I'm just telling you the facts. Some of you don't know the facts and so you get all confused on stuff. More black people kill white people than white people kill black people. So I was also talking about the fact that the government is talking about the California government is so broke that even though they said, hey, we're going to float this bond. And you voted for it, which I never vote for them. They're ripoffs for government. So they got this pot of money from the bond that they're going to use to do something with, fix the water, fix the infrastructure, do something, something. Now they're saying, well, we're going to borrow from the bond money. It's just sitting there. It's just the same way the supervisors do. They take their supervisor hat off. They say, oh, let's go get money from Yuba Water Agency. They take their hat off. They go over there, put their Yuba Water Agency hat on and said, oh, we need we 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 really love those supervisors. So let's give them nine hundred, nine million, some $9.9 million or whatever they gave them, $9 million to pay, off, pay down the bond debt. Everybody's happy. The supervisors got to vote twice. <laughs> that used to be considered uh, conflict of interest. Remember those days when we had conflict of interest? We don't really have conflict of interest anymore. You know, we got supervisors. We got people like Dan Flores, who's a supervisor in Sutter County going on a board like a small business administration type board where they loan out money. It's called the economic development commission. He was on that board to, uh, help them decide which people are worthy of s- low interest loans. And he applied for a loan. <laughs> These guys are unbelievable. Unbelievable. They see no problem. There's no such thing as a conflict of interest anymore. And, uh so uh, this is an article by a uh, great article by a good writer named Dan Walters, who's semi-retired, used to write for the Sacramento Bee. But thank God he still writes. I also, and he's a good writer. He said, one of these strategies emulates or uh, copies the federal government's chronic addiction to borrow, borrowing money to cover operating deficits. The 2023-24 budget includes several examples, including directly tapping the state's special funds for loans and indirectly borrowing from employers by forcing them to pay the state's $18 billion debt to the federal government. So they force, they tax, they dip into the employer's pocket with unemployment insurance percentages. You know, the employers didn't have anything to do. With the mismanagement of the unemployment fund. It was all people like Julie Shu and Gavin Newsom. And now they're gonna they're gonna force the employers to pay this back. And they didn't have anything to do with it. It's just criminal. It says when the legislature returns to the Capitol in mid-August for the last month of its twenty-three session. One of its unfinished chores to decide how many bond issues to place on the ballot. I'm not even go, going to go into that tonight because there's a lot to say there. Uh, it says California has no shortage of debt now. As of July 1, this, the treasurer said the state was on the hook for $121 billion in principal and interest on bonds it already issued. That doesn't count the $18 billion owed to the fed, feds for unemployment insurance and the $82 billion in unfunded liabilities. You remember I was talking about that five minutes ago? Unfunded liabilities for the state employee health care. Yuba County and Sutter County, both these counties, I'm talking about Yuba County right now because they borrow this money from Yuba Water Agency. And they totally justify it. You know why? Because they have no idea and no backbone to get out of CalPERS and start their own program. Do you know that when CalPERS mismanages their money, they just lost $62 billion. Do you know that during the last year of COVID? They lost $62 billion. They went upside down. Their stocks, you ever been in the stock market or you had mutual funds and you had a certain amount and then you lost, lost a lot of it because of the downturn in the economy? Their, their wealth in CalPERS went down 62 billion. Mine, mine did not go down that kind of percentage. I can tell you that I don't have that kind of money. I'm talking about percentage of loss. No one in their right mind would invest their money if they had a choice with the government to earn dividends or big returns. You always invest privately. It's better better managed and not political. My investments are not political. It's all ruthless. It's like, we need to make money there. Where's the best place to make money? I don't invest in trafficking kids. I do have some scruples on what we invest in, but not like the government and all the political nonsense. The government of California is not fixable. It's going to collapse. Gavin Newsom's going to leave office and leave it in a big mess. they ain't going to fix it, folks. Yuba County, the leaders of Yuba County are going to walk away from the debt of Yuba County, and they're not going to accept any responsibility for it, and they're not going to donate any money towards the county to pay it off. They're going to laugh all the way to the bank and then move to some other state where it's, the taxes are better. Lots of people I know that used to work for the government are in other states right now, whether it was CHP or whatever. So there's been all this big focus on uh, using uh, electric vehicles. They're a disaster. There's nothing positive about electric vehicle. There's nothing. If you think, oh, they're more environmentally friendly, they are not. Fossil fuels. If you, I, I use the term fossil fuels just to communicate. They are not fossil fuels. They are not fuels made from fossils. The fossil fuel feeling is that that they, the amount that is down there is forever the same. It's never going to get any more because it came from the fossils, and we ain't got that anymore. Fossils. That's ridiculous. But I'm just talking to you so you'll know it's a frame of reference term, fossil fuels. The state says, oh, we're going to we got idiots. I'm talking about real big idiots, pervert and idiots in the state capital. Just make up these rules. They have no idea how we're going to how we're going to pull it off scientifically, engineering wise. And engineers sit back and try to advise them. And they'll just say, that's ridiculous what you just voted on and said, like by you know 2050 or 2035, we're going to be all electric. That ain't going to happen, people. It, I don't know whether I'll even be around. Probably not. But the fact is, I'll, I'll tell you all, you young ones, that is not going to happen. This state may collapse, but I'll guarantee you one thing. We're not going to be operating with, with green energy. Green energy cannot pull it off. So Justin Sullivan, uh, not Justin Sullivan, Joel Polak, he wrote the state of California is depending on fossil fuels right now, especially natural gas right now, as they're telling us we're going to have to get rid of our stoves. We're going to get rid. I got gas all, all over this house. I got a gas stove. I got a heating stove and a cooking stove. I like gas. So he said, so they just keep raising the price on gas. It's horrible. My hot water heaters buy gas. But the state of California cannot produce enough electricity right now. Today is August 2nd, 2023. We cannot produce. We are, if your lights are on, they're not on because of wind energy or solar. They're on because of fossil fuels with all the rhetoric out there. Again, the rhetoric for you and all of us means trash talk. They say it's providing electricity during the ongoing summer heat wave. Let me help you with this, people. I'm older than most of you. Let me just tell you this, that in summer in California, it's always hot. It does not get cold in the summer. And these writers talk about the ongoing summer heat wave. I don't know whether that's what he means by that. Summer, it's hot in northern California, really hot. Southern, less he says solar and wind energy are unable to meet the demand during peak demand evening hours. Think about it, people. The sun isn't doing jack diddly for us in the evening hours. And the bird blenders are not spinning unless it's windy. So when those stop in the evening hours, if there's no wind and the sun done ain't helping us none, we're screwed. So the other a few months ago, Gavin Newsom, after telling everybody to get rid of those nasty fossil fuel cars, he said, please, all you electric vehicle owners do not charge your vehicles. That means now we're down to walking and bicycling to take your kids to school or go to the hospital or whatever. We throw them on our back and hike, hike into the hospital. What stupid people we get. And and this guy talks like he is sharp. This guy's. He's, he's a nutcase. He says while these challenges and costs associated with them are worked through, the facts are, and ne- are we need natural gas to power our grid? According to Kevin Slagle. who is he? He's in charge of Western States Petroleum Association. Even today, without normal temperatures and clear skies, natural gas is the largest contributor to the power grid in California. We'll be right back to start our second half. What
6: Good morning, folks. Let me tell you about the smartest person in my life. As you probably guessed, I'm talking about my son, Hunter, the magician. Sometimes he wanders into the Oval Office late at night and waves his magic wand around in the air a few times. Then he does a little spin and abracadabra. All of this wonderful magic powder appears on my desk. I then said out loud, Holy smokes! All of that powder belongs up my nose, doesn't it? Hunter then looked at me with a twinkle in his eye and smiled. He said, it sure does, Papa, it sure does. So to make my son proud, I gave the magic powder a good sniff. Then I gave it two or three more sniffs then a fourth. Before I knew it, the Oval Office was transformed into this beautiful, dreamlike fantasy land. I was then surrounded by warm neon lights, and my friends, the corn pops, arrived to dance with me and drink hot cocoa. Then they all tickled me until I giggled like a schoolgirl. It was everything I ever wanted and more. I realized that not everyone can have a magician for a son, but I'm grateful that I do. Hunter is the smartest man alive, and I'm the luckiest papa there is, folks.
3: If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence.
6: Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman the investigation
3: into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. Even for the internet, it's
4: pretty shocking.
6: First of all, my son has done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Prostitutes, sex club memberships,
3: hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. From 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. I couldn't afford a present this year, so I got you this box. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence.
2: What you're about to hear has never been released to the public. This voicemail was left on the Project Veritas tip line on September 3rd, 2020, which led our journalists to investigate the matter of Ashley Biden's diary, thrusting us into a pivotal moment of history for all of press freedom.
5: Hi there, I'm calling from Florida. My family, their friend who owns a house down here in Palm Beach was renting it out. I don't know how, but this is a while back. But anyway, somebody, a new renter moved in and Ashley Biden was staying in this room and they found her diary, all of her clothes, luggage, pills. Anyway, um, diary is pretty crazy. Um, I think it's worth taking a look at. It's not a joke real and um, I'd love to get it into your hands.
2: After years of public speculation and internal deliberation, we are finally releasing our conversation with Ashley Biden about her diary and other possessions. They were abandoned and later offered to Project Veritas.
11: Hi, is this Ashley Biden?
5: This is she. How are you?
11: I'm doing well.
5: Yeah, I just wanted So I heard you have uh, a few of my belongings. Um, and so I was going to ask if, it would, if you could please meet my friend, Eric, who is down in Del Delray, if you could meet him and get, and get this up to
11: him. There's there's a, a diary here. It starts in January. It says, January, at the end of a New York month, I'm sitting on a bed uh, at the I building.
5: Yeah, so if you could just give everything that you have, um, to Eric, that would be really, um, uh,
11: great. I don't want to give this to, to the wrong person. I mean, I want to make uh, sure it, it, it's at this, th- at this
5: point, And I don't mean to I, to, I don't want to have to get secret service involved in this, right? Cause it's just, it's a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I am Ashley Biden. It is my stuff. So if you could just skip all of that over, I would really appreciate it. I know you sent a picture to my husband with a camera, <clears throat> Mm -hmm. and a few other things that are mine as well. So that would be really great. Where is a good place uh, for him to meet you?
11: There's also this bag with luggage tags on it. uh, And so is that bag, because there's all this stuff, is that bag yours too, Ashley?
5: Yes, it is.
2: Shortly after the phone call, this October 16th letter was sent from Project Veritas to Joe Biden's presidential campaign, asking the candidate for comment. October 23rd a follow-up email from our then chief legal officer. And on October 29th, 2020, Ashley Biden's attorney, Roberta Kaplan, finally responded saying, quote, this is insane, we should send to the SDNY. This is the FBI splash page showing the SDNY immediately opened an investigation into Project Veritas on the very same day. And on November 8th, 2020, Project Veritas returns all Ashley Biden's abandoned items, including her diary, to Florida local law enforcement. No. You're watching pre-dawn raids by the FBI on three Project Veritas journalists. They took place on November 4th and November 6th of 2021.
11: I'm sorry, so what is this regarding? This is the search warrant. Open up. Let me your, oh, 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 your hair. Let yes. oh, My hand, oh. <laughs> no, I understand you're with your right
0: here. Uh, just so once again, for our safety for yours, we're gonna have an just stick with you. Yeah. You do not have to treat them, you are not being detained. Um all right.
1: That was just a question for our safety. Um uh, Yeah, we both see. Um I guess computer here. Uh yeah, are you comfortable on that? Yeah, yeah I'm not fine. So
10: So there's
8: another team coming up, uh, Yeah, and, uh, some people will up until I areas of
2: the house. Incidentally, New York Times national security reporter Mike Schmidt contacts Project Veritas journalist immediately following
9: the raids. A new wrinkle today in the investigation into the apparent theft of the president's daughter, Ashley Biden's diary. The New York Times reporting the FBI Saturday searched the home of James O'Keefe.
2: 47 electronic devices, including our reporter's cell phones, laptops, and thumb drives, were seized. To be clear, no one was arrested and no one was charged with any crime. Project Veritas obtained documents showing the SDNY was spying on our journalists well before the FBI raids on our homes in November 2021. Using secret subpoenas, the SDNY was reading our emails and deliberately hid that fact from a judge who barred the government from viewing Veritas's documents. After turning over our communications to the FBI, which included content from personal email accounts of Project Veritas employees, Microsoft, Google, and Apple finally notified us in spring of 2022 when their gag orders were lifted. Nearly 2 years after these raids, the legal battle for Project Veritas to defend first amendment rights rages on to date. We have spent millions of dollars defending these former Project Veritas journalists. We continue to provide representation to all of them. This fight is to protect all journalists from government overreach. If the Department of Justice continues to go unchecked, then our reality of unconstitutional raids, intimidation, and secret subpoenas will cripple any journalist daring to engage in actual journalism. Among the evidence we found of the DOJ trampling on our rights as journalists includes politically motivated spying into journalist news gathering activities, disparate treatment of the press by the Trump DOJ and the Biden DOJ, evidence that the DOJ plays favorites with press entities, including the New York Times. Under the Biden DOJ, Project Veritas received no warnings about the secret subpoenas and search warrants of journalists' devices, both personal and professional. Meanwhile, in a similar case, the DOJ allowed Google to alert the New York Times they were coming for email accounts of four Times reporters. This allowed the attorneys for the Times to fight the demands for journalists' emails. Eventually the DOJ dropped their demands.
11: Just last month, we learned that the Biden Justice Department targeted Project Veritas, a news organization specializing in undercover journalism. Project Veritas was subjected to an extensive investigation by the FBI, including having its emails seized on Microsoft servers. We should all support this legislation and important protections it provides for journalists. There's a reason why the founders chose to enshrine freedom of the press in the First Amendment to the Constitution.
2: This bill, referenced by Congressman Jim Jordan, H.R. 4330, is known as the Press Act, it protects reporters' First Amendment rights.
11: Liberty depends on freedom of the press, whether it's Tucker Carlson, James O'Keefe, Glenn Greenwald, Cheryl Atkinson, or Bob Woodward. Good reporters are those who are committed to holding the government accountable.
2: It passed the House on September 19th, 2022, and is currently before the Senate. That brings us to today. What began as a voicemail left on the Project Veritas tip line has led to this pivotal moment in American history. We're not only up against the power of the federal government, but also the corporate media infrastructure that exists to support it. Project Veritas will never shy away from exposing the truth to the American public. Our job is never done. Stay tuned.
0: It's morning again in America. Today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history with interest rates at about half the record highs of 1980 nearly two thousand families today will buy new homes more than at any time in the past four years this afternoon sixty five hundred young men and women will be married and with inflation at less than half of what it was just four years ago they can look forward with confidence to the future it's morning again in america and. Under the leadership of President Reagan, our country is prouder and stronger and better. Why would we ever want to return to where we were less than four short
1: years ago?
8: For two of the last three summers, California suffered electricity shortages. That has nothing to do with people being ridiculous and wasteful about electricity. It has nothing to do with the consumers. It has everything to do with politicians screwing over the system, wonderful system that we had, powered by nuclear, powered by natural gas, thermal, hydro. Coal. Oil. Wonderful. Abundance. We had more than we could ever use. We we should be able to turn all the lights on and leave them on all the time. You could use as much as you wanted to pay for. It was there. Always there. We never had brownouts when I was a kid. Never. Poor management, people. Poor management. When you go to a Uh, Every once in a while, I hear somebody go to the uh, fast food place and they'll they'll want uh, like that smooth ice cream. They'll say, oh, it's the ice cream makers break broke. I'd say bad management. If you're going to be in business and have smooth ice cream, there should be never a time when you don't have smooth ice cream. When when you're in business, if you want to if on the off hours, if you want to order a new one or, or get it, fix it Fine. Said, well, these challenges and costs associated with them are work. Anyway, I'll skip that. Okay. In 2020, during a rare moment of candor, Gavin Newsom admitted that renewable energy sources were insufficient and told the state's consumers that California needed to sober up. Why? I don't need to sober up, dude. I've been trying to tell you the problem. Sober up about the limits of green energy and the need for traditional fuels. Oh, my gosh. How, are you kidding me, Gavin? The syphilis hasn't totally ruined your brain. Hydroelectric power was also in short supply during the state's 2020-2023 drought. That's when Bullard's Bar Dam, I think, made a lot of money because we had a lot of water stored up there. The interesting thing about that is they ha- we have more control over that dam the, the California Department of Water Resources control places like Oroville and Shasta and all those other dams, Folsom. And they blow off the water for fish. The majority, you know, they always lie about this. The majority of water runs right down the river and goes to the ocean without being used by farmer or the city. You know, these liars in the environmentalism groups claim, oh, farming is the big the big user of water. That is a complete lie. It's always been a lie. It continues to be a lie. They just keep saying it over and over again. The media keeps printing it over and over again. In fact, think about the water. The water grows food, but it goes into the ground and returns to the aquifer, or it's evaporated up and turns into rain. It just It's not wasted. When that water goes down the river and ends up Helping a smelt live. It didn't. It didn't jack diddly. In fact, nobody can even prove that that's needed now. Do you know something? You remember? Are you old enough to remember the spotted owl controversy? And there was a thing called the spotted owl in the northwest. In northern California, for sure. And then up into Oregon, right? They shut down all the timber harvesting up there to save a spotted owl. Entire towns, small towns closed. People went broke because they lived off the timber industry and all the associated industries connected to it. Do you realize the spotted owl did not recover because it had nothing to do with timber? The timber's sitting there. Spotted owl uh, numbers are not way up because a cousin of theirs called the barred owl, B-A-R-D, cannibalizes those dudes. They've come in and ripped their nests apart, cabbage up on their eggs, and the whole deal. It's just nature taking care of nature. That's what nature does. Lions eat other smaller things, right? Mountain lions eat deer. Bobcats catch sheep. It's just the way it is, folks. But we ruined an entire industry because of stupid It's amazing to me the amount of stupid—I'm going to talk about Marysville City Council here in a minute. It's just like they should have stupid tattooed right across their forehead, not just one city council. It doesn't make a difference which combination of people you want to run through there. They are super stupid. We have a curse on the city of Marysville. A lot of people think probably I'm whacked. I'm right. I'm not whacked. I'm right. I was right about Dr. Lou. She's a murderer. She should be held accountable for her acts against the people of Southern Yuba County. I'm I'm not wrong about when you when you honor a demon, you dishonor God, and that when you honor Bakai, I don't care whether you, you are in love with the Chinese. I got more skin in the game with Asians than any of you people in town. I'll go up against any of you on on my work with Asians. It has nothing to do with being anti-Asian. Bakai is a demon. And when you de- when you de- devote days of the year and shut down the city for a demon, you are not going to be under the blessing of God. And and it's blessing of God comes in a number of ways. One is, is it helps you make wise decisions. And we got the big stupid S right on our shirt. It doesn't stand like for Superman. It starts, stands for stupid over there at the city council. I'm going to uh before we get on too far I'm going to go down and I'm going to talk about the city council. I was going to talk about climate for a minute, but I'm going to talk about the city council. So, we have a we have a thing. Some of you outside the area think, "Oh, Lou, we don't even understand what you're talking about." We're talking about this city of Marysville, you know. I'm talking about bad government people. That that pretty much covers the whole gamut. So, in Marysville, we're right between two rivers. The aquifer is always full here, no matter what the government tells you. They lie to you and say, oh, we got to be careful. You have to conserve water. Screw water. Use all you want. Just pay for it. you got to pay for it. We get screwed on the water costs in Marisol, but just use it as you want. It's your life. Enjoy it. Don't conserve it. Use it. There's plenty of it. It's always full. You're not cheating a fish out of a drink of water. So in the middle of Marysville, it was a swamp area when there was high water. And a guy named W.T. Ellis decided, hey, let's dig this out and make it a attraction. And they dug it out. Eventually, they really dolled it up in the 1930s and made a, a real lake out of it. They called it Ellis Lake after W.T. Ellis. <clears throat> During the early days of Ellis Lake, the way they got water is they brought it in from the Yuba River. Cold, if you go into the Yuba River, it's ice cold. The water's coming out of the bottom of two dams, Bullards and Englebright. It's snow water, and it's very cold. Snow water, they tell me, people like that are sharp on water say it is low on minerals. If you pump water out of the earth, it's high on minerals. When you use pumped water and you put it into a pond, it grows algae, That's that's why algae eats. It feeds off minerals. So if you have a low mineral. So when you when you look at the river, how come the river isn't all full of algae? Well, because it's moving and it's cold. And it's not full of minerals. So Ellis Lake was using fresh water. When I was a kid, you could actually go into Ellis Lake. People skied on Ellis Lake. People had boat races on Ellis Lake. If people fell in Ellis Lake, you didn't think they were going to be poisoned to death. But at one point, the brilliant, stupid people of Marysville, leaders, decided to put a pump by the lake, and they pumped groundwater. And they said, oh, let's forget, we don't want to pump it from the Uber River. Let's just pump groundwater for some reason and they developed algae throughout the whole lake and pretty soon it was just constantly a problem like today if you if you in the morning if you drive over the lake there's green scum across the whole lake that's after we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars so the other night they had another city council meeting to discuss it now if you look at the lake there's these little balls they're like a a steel basketball or a plastic basketball floating around the lake. They're connected and they're bubblers because this idiot engineering firm that should go out of business, they should be thrown out of business and thrown out of Marysville convinced the city council to set up compressors. You know how you ever had an aquarium? They wanted to make an aquarium out of the lake where you pump water or you pump oxygen through the lake. And it bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. So they had 25. The goal was 25 of these bubblers pumped by these compressors running 24 hours a day. Now, they had an option. The Yuba Water Agency director named Charlie Matthews, who raises rice in this area and knows more about water than all those people put together. Making decisions for the city or the county. Charlie Matthews said I'll give ten thousand dollars and and a biologist from the uh fish and wildlife people said I'll give uh fifteen hundred dollars, that's eleven thousand five hundred, to refurbish the equipment on the on the Yuba River, which is a P, which is a uh, a uh pump and it needs to have a PGE outlet. So they said we will pay for all the cost to be to do a trial pump out of the Yuba River. And begin to pump fresh water. Give us one month. They said, just give us one month out of your life. These people are so arrogant. When you walk into the Marysville City Council, you can smell the arrogance. It's got an odor of arrogance about it. We have have two people willing to take their own cash, not to be repaid, donate it to spend whatever it took to pump fresh water, from the Yuba River and then exited out into into Jack Slough and out into the Feather River and get a stream of water circulating through there and get rid of the algae. That you were unanimously declined and instead they hired this engineering firm that is a hocus pocus. We're going to give this a try and if it sucks, well, we'll just try something else and you can pay us some more money. And then we had these, these, uh, the Marty Brown, who's a city manager, you know, something when bureaucrats don't want to do things, they just throw one, uh, bureaucratic log in front of you after another. So she says, well, uh, there was, I talked to outside legal counsel, just, we're talking about just moving water in a pipe from the Yuba river through the lake which used to be happening all the time until the 1990s. She said, I talked to legal counsel, and they brought up a number of potential issues. Have you ever talked to an attorney, and they brought up a number of potential issues? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm just going to, like, pee my pants I get so frustrated with these people. Oh, they brought up a number of potential issues. I could say that about any issue in life. Oh, well, I'm thinking about driving over and getting a hamburger. Oh, well, you know, there are a lot of potential legal issues to come up with that. You know, anything could happen. We could get pulled over. We could get over there and not have the right amount of money. Oh, come on. A lot of potential legal issues. She said it would would require oversight. Oh, my God. We'd cut in... Require oversight or permits from multiple jurisdictions. That ain't my fault, baby. That's all you regulators. Are you saying that there's so many things now to get OKs from? You don't want to do anything anymore? I remember when we tried to clean out the boat launch in, in the Yuba River. Oh, excuses, excuses, excuses. And then all of a sudden, some people, some private citizens got it done. Oh, there's multiple jurisdictions that could jeopardize the city's good standing. I mean, this is a bureaucrat not wanting to do something. You know, you know, he just let me just peel the banana for you, folks. You know, sometimes people hate each other enough that even if they could cure cancer, I went in and told the supervisors this one time at Yuba County. I said, you know something, if I came in here with the cure to cancer, you'd find something wrong with it. There's a reason why lots of great ideas don't ever come to fruition. You know why? Because we got stupid people, stupid, stupid people in the way. Always. I run into it every single day. Oh, well, we got to deal with this. Oh, we, we might get fined by the state water board. We might get fined by this person. Fine. And they don't even talk about all the fines from David Lehman, the previous public works director that didn't do his job and got his fine like a million dollars or something, right? Millions of dollars because he didn't file paperwork with the government. We don't ever talk about that. And he walked out with a big fat retirement. Now works for this engineering firm that's screwing us over. IG services said moving forward, uh, they're now going to talk about a, a group called IG services you know just 3 or 4 years ago they hired another group another engineering firm that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to put in all those bubblers do you think they're accountable for a failure no they're not accountable you think the city's going to sue them because of false advertising So now we have a new guy, a new manager named Jim Shad. He wants to revisit the idea of pumping water from the Yuba River into the lake. You know something? We had people, on, we had people like John Nicoletti who opposed that. He's on the Levy Commission. You know why he opposed it? Not because he, it's not a good idea. Because he hates Charlie Matthews. We got people that don't like Charlie Matthews. And because th- there's a chance that Charlie Matthews might be successful... They don't want that, even if it if it causes us to have a wonderful lake. It was EKI, the engineering firm EKI Environment and Water, that did the stupid, made Ellis Lake into an aquarium. And we got a guy named Charlie Matthews, who some people they've crossed they've crossed swords with him over the years because they politically don't get along. They don't want anything Charlie does to succeed, even if it benefits every person wanting to go to that lake. That's just the way it is, people. It's disgusting because they don't like him on the water agency, so they want to do anything they can. In fact, if they could just shoot him or poison him or or curse him to death, they would do that. That's the kind of people we have in Yuba County. They, oh, the people of Yuba County, oh, they're, we're just all oh, you got salt of the earth people. We do not. We would have that lake cleaned up by now if they would have done this, but they are too small minded. I'm telling you, they got a big head and a small tiny little brain, a pea brain. They stood in the way of a guy that was a good Samaritan who was trying to tell let me tell you about another guy that did this it was so similar to what happened in new york in in uh, after opening in 1950 there was a a place called woolman w o l l m a n in in many movies it showed ice skaters on this on this rink in new york city downtown new york called woolman ice rink in central park new york after opening in 1950 New York in 1970, in 1974, 24 years later, it needed to be refurbished like anything does. So New York uh, started working on it. And uh, or they started talking about it. And by 1980, uh, they hadn't done anything. Now, 30 years after they opened 30 years later, it was the entire rink was considered unusable, just like these idiots over here at this disgusting city council. In 1980, in 30 years, the rink that was just a a jewel in the center of New York was deemed unusable. By 1986, $12.9 million had been spent on the Woolman rink to put it back into condition. They estimated that they still needed two or three million more dollars to complete the work by the winter of 1987. They'd been working on it for 10 years. You know, how many, you know how many city councils we've gone? My feeling is if any city council person couldn't solve that in two years, he needs to quit, go get another job. So finally, businessman Donald Trump, you can put Charlie Matthews in there, although he doesn't have that, as much money as Trump. Businessman Donald Trump finally stepped up because he's a New Yorker and he said to Mayor Koch, Ed Koch, who's a Democrat, Trump was kind of a middle of the road guy back then. He offered to use his own money and skill to renovate the government mess and he said, I'll do it in six months. Charlie said, Give me a month. Trump said, Give me six months. You already spent $15 million. And 10 years and you have a, a you're wanting to to get rid of that you know people have said let's fill in ellis lake they get us so exasperated we'll be right back and uh we'll start the fifth session here
12: left always hurts the very people they pretend to help. Under the disaster known as Bidenomics, Hispanic Americans, African Americans, and young people are hurting like never before. The Biden economy, one third of the Gen Z and millennials have absolutely no savings, nothing whatsoever. Home ownership has been pushed out of reach for millions with the rate for a 30-year mortgage up 157% and going much higher. Real wages collapsed 26 months in a row, and that's a record. Typical Americans have seen their incomes crushed by $7,400 a year since Biden took office, the biggest pay cut in many decades. Credit card debt has just reached an all-time high, with American consumers owing nearly a trillion dollars on their credit card bills, up 17% from just a year ago, one of the largest increases in history. This is an economic calamity and a human tragedy. Very sad to watch. My mission is to rescue hardworking families from the nightmare of Bidenomics and restore the American dream, something you don't hear too much about anymore. And that's gonna be restored for you and for everyone you love. Under my leadership, household net worth rose to an all-time high, and the African American, Hispanic American, Asian American poverty rates hit an all-time low. We built the greatest economy in the history of the world, and when I'm reelected, we will quickly do that again. No administration in modern times has matched the power of our America First economic formula, and they never even came close. We had low taxes, low regulations, low inflation, maximum American energy production. We were energy independent and fair and reciprocal trade. Under Trump, every policy is about making life better and more affordable for hardworking American families. So to every American who is struggling under crooked Joe Biden, and he is indeed crooked, the most crooked president we've ever had, help is on the way. I am fighting for you as hard as I can. We're doing a job. Together we will make America wealthy again and we will make America great again. Thank you. In
10: 1975, New York City was over $11 billion in debt and the banks were no longer there to bail them out. Instead, the bankers made them sweat, never showed up to the meeting, and then created a committee that they controlled so that the banks could manage the city directly. This has been brilliantly documented in the Adam Curtis film, Hyper Normalization. The announcement on behalf of the controller is that the offer which we had expected to receive an announce at two o'clock this afternoon is now expected at four
0: o'clock. Paul, does this mean that uh, so far nobody wants those bonds?
10: We will be making a further announcement at 4 o'clock, and anything further that I could say now I think would not advance the interest of the sale, which is now in progress.
0: Does this mean that you have not been able to sell them so far today?
10: We will have a further announcement at 4 o'clock.
12: What happened that day in New York marked a radical shift in power. The banks insisted that in order to protect their loans, they should be allowed to take control of the city. The city appealed to the president, but he refused to help. So a new committee was set up to manage the city's finances. Out of nine members, eight of them were bankers. It was the start of an extraordinary experiment, where the financial institutions took power away from the politicians and started to run society themselves.
10: That was nearly fifty years ago, and so you can be sure that the banks manage everything now. Politicians are merely their puppets, which was recently made blatantly obvious with the public display of Diane Feinstein and her handlers.
1: Um. Say, aye. pardon
9: me. Aye. Yeah. Uh, to say, I, I would like to support a yes vote on this it provides 823 billion that's an increase of 26 billion for the department of defense and it funds priorities submitted yeah just say I. okay just
1: Great,
9: i thank
10: you politicians are only there to keep the people divided and distracted And they have so far been hugely successful at that. While a cashless society is slowly being built around us, everyone is hyper-emotional about something else and focused on fighting each other, which is most certainly exactly what the banks were shooting for. Because once they get us off of cash and completely onto a digital system, then the banks will have absolute control over each and every one of us.
11: A a key difference with the CBDC, is that central bank will have absolute
9: control? It's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability. You know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates, where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable, like say ammunition.
10: Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
8: So Trump says, give me six months. I'll put in my own money. And he says, when I get it done, let me have the concessions and I'll make my money back that away. Mayor Koch said no. Mayor Koch is the Marty Brown of New York. No. And, And gave all kinds of reasons. And they begin to feud publicly. And Koch did his best to avoid losing face against a brighter Trump. Koch his his uh new york his budget was shot and he had and and he didn't want to look bad they the the city had spent all these years and millions of the taxpayers' money and it was a wreck they could not resurrect woolman ice rink an outdoor ice rink you remember it you've seen it on movies not an indoor ice rink outdoor when it's freezing outside they just you know people come out all bundled up And they ice skate. So after 12 years and $13 million of city waste, Trump started and completed the rink, not in six months, but in four months. 25% below what he estimated that they would it would take to finish it off. It opened in time for the winter holidays. Four months. Four months, let me just say it a few more times, four months, four months, four months, not 10 years, 12 years and 15 million dollars. This city council, I, I would like to ask, I, you know, if they ever confront me, it's going to get gnarly. None of those guys, if that was their lake, would spend the kind of money on that lake and that foolishly has hired this EKI group. To put bubblers in all these compressors on a lake. There's, there's you know, there's all kinds of lakes in Yuba County. There's Camp Far West. There's Lake Minden. There's, you go up, uh, you go to Collins Lake. Uh, There's Bullards Bar Dam. There's Englebright Dam. There's Lake Francis. None of them have bubblers. None of them have an aquarium. None of them have all this nonsense compressors. None of them have this nonsense. They're freshwater lakes. These people are dull. They got the spirit of Buckeye in their spirit. They cannot see correctly. You could do better if you flipped a coin to make the right decision at city council meetings and actually ask people to ponder it and think about it over there. They're jaded city council people. Government ineptitude is legendary. $640 toilet seats, $7,600 copy pots, for a little helicopter gear worth $500, $50,000 to investigate the bomb-detecting capabilities of African elephants, billions of dollars of food stamps spent on the dead people, and checks to ghost soldiers. That's our government people. The city council is, I'm telling you, who would want to invest in the city when they can't keep the lake clean? Think about it, people. If you can't keep the horse crap off the city streets, if you're running horses, who would want to move here? You can't even keep the streets clean. I drive down the city sometime in Marysville and weeds are growing up between the cracks in the, in the sidewalk. And I think, does anybody care? But it, when they get off at four o'clock and they want to drive home, does it bug them that there's four foot high weeds sit coming up to the city's city cracks in the streets? There's potholes over this or or, you know, sometimes I I drive and there's sprinklers broken and there's just water running down the street. Do you think they they would come out at night and fix that as just a freebie because they're on staff at the No way. No way. Somebody told me they called the police department the other day. They're a block away and there was a transient causing problem. And the gal was saying, well, she didn't ask all kinds of questions. Finally, he just hung up on her. He said, I don't need this. I'll do it myself. That's the way they're doing it in Oakland. They said, screw this. The, 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 it, the uh, administration of the city is toast. This city and all up and down California. That's where we're at with Ellis Lake. It's just and it's it's a uh, an example of uh, foolishness, foolish decision making, wasteful decision making. You know what? I get a kick out of these government officials like this. They'll say, "Oh well, it wasn't our money; it was a grant." I said, "Oh, well, I need to admit. Will you let me? Can I get their number, Mr. and Mrs. Grant? What generous people they are!" They're always so philanthropic, Mr. and Mrs. Grant. They must be the most successful people in the world. But you know what it is? A grant is just taking our tax dollars and giving it back to us. But then they think somehow government owns money. And they think, oh, well, it came from the Department of Water Resources as a grant. It's not really our money. It is our money, people. And you're responsible as a city council person or a treasurer to manage all the money, whichever source it is. You know, as working for a church for many years, our money came from uh, people that attended the church. Some people call them parishioners. <laughs> I just call them people that come to church. And, and when I was uh, involved in the church leadership, I was very concerned about how we spent the money because it's not my money. And I wanted I'm pretty tight myself. And I was always saying, I, I, I'm i going to spend I'm going to manage this money as if it was my own. I'm telling you, if it was those city council people's own lake, would they hire EKI to spend hundreds of thousands of city dollars? It's so amazing. Do you know what the quote was from EKI? I had the original uh, the contract on that. And they uh they were going to spend $700,000 to set up the lake as an aquarium. The city was having trouble paying utilities, uh, just a few thousand dollars annually. Do you know, Dale Whitmore one time told me, he said, Lou, we, um, I, when I became city council, I went over and I said, why don't we run the uh, the pump at night? Because he says uh, it's cheaper to run pumps at night than during the day for PG&E. Nobody even thought of that. Nobody cared. Nobody nobody was worried about saving the taxpayers some money to run the, the pump at night when it was at lower rates at, back then When they when he brought it up. Nobody thought about that. They were spending a few thousand dollars annually for the well serving the lake. That's the well that pumps all the funky water that that suck that creates algae. Then they would turn around and buy chemicals to kill the algae. How stupid. You would never do that if you were in business. Now, miraculously, they can afford forty five thousand dollars to annually upkeep, not counting chemicals. Twenty thousand dollars per dose back then, five or six years ago. All of a sudden they came up with 45,000 after spending more than $700,000 to start paying. They paid this EKI, you know who David Lehman who screwed up the city, then left and went for work for EKI, turned around and made a made a deal for the EKI with the city. Is this crazy or what? These people have lost their mind. The aquarium, I call it the Ellis Lake aquarium. Now I call it, now the city, I've changed the name to uh, Zombieville. Oh, baby, just go out on the streets at night in Marysville. I've been out there at night. I've been doing some work downtown. And it is like, uh, keep you on your toes. The aquarium should be a laughing stock of the city. Who would, do you think people drive along and say, what are those balls out there in the center of the lake boiling up with the bubblers? Is this, is this aquarium? This is competing with the seventeen million dollar five-acre B Street boondoggle across the street, which they just recently sold for about a million dollars, million and a half dollars. Just get rid of that white elephant. At least got a million and a half. They they still got to pay off seventeen million. One bad decision after another. It's not just one city council. It doesn't matter who comes on there. It does not matter. It's just stupid is as stupid does. Big time. I don't care whether females, males, old, young, business, government. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. If I didn't have a house bought here, baby, I I'd, 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 I'd thought of moving out in the county up in the hills, get out of this valley away from these people. That's just nutso. It is nutso. We have Robert Bindorf, the CAO of, of Yuba County, He's now gone. He he didn't even want to live in, in the county. The dude lived up in Rockland and made all his money down here. He put a homeless zoo just right down here in the center of town. I call it Bindorf Zoo. And it just totally changed the environment. Now, we got Zombieville now, baby. I should call it Bindorfville. Total wreck. Oh, he thinks he accomplished a lot. Really? Really? You accomplished a lot. Tell me about it. In 1996, the city spent $8,111 to pump Yuba River into the lake. Did you hear what I said? In 1996, they were pumping Yuba River water exactly what we talked about, and they just made fun of Charlie Matthews. It was embarrassing. I don't care whether you like Charlie, I don't care whether you like Trump. I don't care whether you like a lot of things. A good idea is a good idea. Can't you accept that? I, I've, I, You know, somebody said, oh, that doctor doesn't have a good bedside manner. Screw the bedside manner. I want the guy, if he pops my chest open, I want him to have done it 10,000 times before and doesn't have, doesn't have any screw-ups. I don't care whether he likes me or not. I don't care whether he's a Muslim, Jew, he's an atheist. I don't care what he is. I want him to be able to pop my chest open and fix me and put me back together, and get me on the road. We got such petty, small minded, pea minded, their pea brains over there. They would disrespect Charlie Matthews And eight. They spent eight thousand dollars in pumping River Yuba River water into the lake in 1996. That's a long way from E.K.I.'s forty five grand annually to maintain equipment in the lake even if it was successful, 45,000 without any other baloney. And Marty Brown bent over backwards to make that go through. I got to know her. She seemed like a nice old girl, but I'm telling you what, these people just piss me off. Big time. Big time they piss me off. And so Charlie Matthews got disrespected just like Don Trump did, but the fact is that Koch and the Democrats could not put like Humpty Dumpty back together again in New York. And I'm guaranteeing you, I don't care whether that city council all drops dead and they get a fresh bunch of horses in there. They ain't going to fix it They're, They got a curse on their brain. You know something? I don't care. I don't care if you can run the hundred yard dash in under 10 seconds. If you got a bad case of the flu or you get some kind of infection, you ain't running nowhere. You don't feel like running nowhere. You can't get out of bed. That's what's going on here. We have a spiritual curse on the city. And these people cannot, you know, these people, they probably don't want me to talk like this about this lake thing. I tell you the lake is like walking around naked. Come on, baby. Look at the lake. It's like, Oh, the lake. It's like the big thing about Marys. Really? You're proud of it. The other thing that's a, a total white elephant is this baseball park that is just sucking money out of the city. Nobody goes to it. Nobody wants to go to it. Nobody knows. That the people that rent that ballpark to have minor league play of whatever kind don't know how to promote it. Somebody said the other day, some guy said that the silver dollar owner said, we have to rally to get people to come to the games. We do not. That's not my job. That's the base. Why is my as a as a as a citizen my job to make some business, somebody else's business successful? That's your job. That's your job. I don't ask people to come over, cut my lawn, make my house look right. The projects that I'm on, I don't ask them to bail me out. If the people can't run that baseball. A team and get people to come to the games and make it fun and exciting it's like oh i'm gonna have a ta- taco stand it's the it's the marysville government taco stand it's the worst tacos in town but you have to eat one a week screw that that's communism people you gotta do this and like it everybody come to the soccer soccer game every sunday you have to go to support the soccer game who sucks just like our women's soccer team. You know, have, have you noticed those, uh, those, those, lesbians playing in our soccer team? The, have you seen pictures of them? You know, I was so, I was so sad when Vietnam lost to the, them cause I was rooting for Vietnam. They look like the sorriest bunch of women I've ever seen. The photos of them and videos of them. I was embarrassed to, you know, I'm, a, I have a lot of friends in Vietnam, close friends. And, uh, I was embarrassed to have those Americans play against the Vietnamese and the Vietnamese as communists are so proud of their fellow Vietnamese and and they sung with pride their national anthem and they did not have a gun to their head. They're proud of their country, even in spite of their communism, they're pr- proud of their country and what they believe in of their, you know, their culture. And they sang with pride with their hands over their heart. And when it came to the Americans, they looked like they all had the flu. They, looked, they had their ugly face on. Those gals, some of them probably were pretty girls at one time, but they had their old lesbian ugly face on. I thought, I, I'm going to have to answer for it when I go to Vietnam in a few weeks. They're going to say, Lou, what happened to the Americans? They beat the Vietnamese. But I'll tell you, we lost. We lost the game every other way. I, I, I tell you, I think we should shut down women's soccer. Megan Rapino is poison. She became a spokesperson of Subway. I, I didn't eat another Subway sandwich when she took over, and the one right here on E Street went broke. I don't know how many others went broke, man. She tanked that baby. And and I'll tell you another stupid thing. The woke Victoria's Secret. They hired Rap- Rapino. She doesn't make a good woman. She don't make a good man. I don't know what she's a freak. This gal is a freak. And she tanked Victoria's Secret. She is poison. I wouldn't have her on any team. I wouldn't have her. I, I wouldn't want her anywhere. What a total loser. And I'm telling you, it was embarrassing. I I I didn't even want to be identified with that Marysville team. I hope they I mean the uh the American team of soccer players, I thought, for goodness sakes, you guys got you guys are typical. Uh everybody owes me everything. I'm not happy. You're not taking care of me. I oh yeah, you disrespected me. I mean, you get to play at the national international stage and you got a bad attitude I thought oh baby this if this doesn't speak volumes about America with a K oh come on man it's unbelievable unbelievable okay let me get up back here I want to mention a couple other people are helping me out uh, if you got a, a plumbing I did a lady called me the other day she said oh man Something happened. Why I had water coming from this bathroom down through my ceiling? This and now I got to get a painter and a contractor over here. And she's calling me up for numbers. She said, "Tell me those numbers." <laughs> so, uh, if you need a, a plumber, we got a couple plumbing companies that help us here. One is Thrifty Rooter. You can reach them at Thrifty Rooter. I'm going to give you the phone number. Then I'm going to give you their website. Old school phone number. Just dial it up. Don't text it. 530-673-8201. They're in all these counties up in Northern California that I reach. setter Butte, uh, Nevada, Calusa, and even down into Lincoln. I got some people listening down in Placer County. They do Lincoln. That's in Placer County. But they'll get there fast. They got lots of they got lots of people working for them. And, and if you're interested in a job, you're serious about getting a job. You want to learn a trade? A lot of these guys getting out of high school. I I wouldn't dare go to college. I'd just bust right in. I'd go over to Thrifty Rooter and say, you know something? Just teach me. I will dedicate my life here, and I'll give you some years here. Just teach me how to do this trade, and I'd, I'd get out there at 18 years of old. You, old you'll be. You'll never catch up with the money trying to go to Yuba College or Sac State College. It, they'll suck your money out. They it's such a ripoff college. Don't waste your time teaching you. Can you imagine paying them to teach you about critical race theory or that there's multiple genders and you're actually paying them to, and you got to go sit there. Otherwise you'll fail the class. And they're, they're teaching you about all the stupid stuff about you may not be a male. You may be a female. And you're actually having to sit there in the class. I remember when they taught me that I came from a monkey at Marysville high school, then at app, uh, and, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Oh, I can't remember. It's 101. Anthropology 101. They had all these heads up there. I thought they were real skulls. They are all fake skulls. They just made them up. They, they, they said, oh, you came from a monkey. We'll be right back. I guess. Are we in? Are, are oh, yeah, we only got one segment left. Okay, we'll be right back.
4: Your patriot professor and scholars are noting a fascinating development going on with secession. Now, we tend to think of secession, of course, in pretty dramatic terms, like what we saw with the Civil War back in the 1860s. But scholars have noted that there are far more subtle ways that populations can secede or separate themselves from what's referred to as the national enterprise. And what's so interesting here is that. This intentional separation is happening at all kinds of levels in a number of sectors of society, and it's happening with both the political left and the political right. In fact, the cultural identities and political programs of blue states and red states are so fundamentally at odds, it really does appear that we're becoming two fundamentally different countries within a single nation. And so many of us are carving out micro-nations within the larger nation so as to be able to live out our values, particularly our values of faith, family, and freedom, all the while the larger federal enterprise has gone insanely woke. And scholars are pointing to a number of examples of this, shall we call it uh, soft secession? First and foremost, we're seeing a dramatic shift in where people are intentionally living. And it's not just a mass exodus from blue states to red states, that's certainly happening. But it's actually even more concentrated than that. We're seeing a mass exodus from blue counties to red counties. A new report just published by Issues and Insights found that a huge number of people are moving out of counties that voted for Biden into counties that voted to reelect Donald Trump. The census data shows that almost 2.6 million residents left blue counties and moved to red counties since Biden was elected. In fact, more than 61 percent of the 555 counties that voted for Biden, over 330 of those counties, lost population due to people moving out. By contrast to the over 2,500 counties that Trump won, 65% gained population. So it's a virtual one-to-one correlation. For every one person Biden counties lost, Trump counties gained. So people are increasingly self-segregating and moving closer to those who share their values and in effect seceding, separating themselves who they consider antithetical to their political and cultural values. And now— We're seeing the political fruit of this mass migration, particularly in the astounding rise of what's come to be known as Second Amendment sanctuaries. Since their inception during the Obama era, Second Amendment sanctuaries promised safe haven for gun owners with law enforcement officials promising to protect rather than violate their Second Amendment rights. Since their inception, Second Amendment sanctuaries have exploded across the nation such that today the vast majority of all counties in the country have officially designated themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries. Nearly 2,000 of the just over 3,000 counties have designated themselves pro-gun counties. In addition, countless sheriffs across the nation have pledged to uphold the Second Amendment, including every single sheriff in the state of Utah, which of course begs the question, what are you doing to uphold your Second Amendment rights? If you're a patriot and you're not prepared to defend your home and your family, you have got to click on the link below right now and visit our good friends over at Countrywide Concealed and get your concealed carry permit once and for all. I know if you're like me, you've been putting it off, right? You wanted to do it. You've always meant to do it. But... You've been put off because of all the ridiculous barriers and requirements, the pain, the hassle of getting what is ironically our constitutional right. Well, guess what? There's now an amazing solution to all of that. Countrywide concealed its probably the quickest and easiest way for you to get your permit. And the coolest thing is, is that permit is good in the vast majority of the country. That's right. You won't have a permit to conceal carry just in your own state you'll have it in 84% of the whole of the nation. It's as quick and easy as just watching a video and taking a quiz. And thanks to Countrywide Concealed, your family is that much safer no matter where you go. Getting a concealed carry license has literally never been easier. Click on that link below and join the millions of patriots who've taken back their rights with Countrywide Concealed today. With the rise of Second Amendment sanctuaries, more and more counties are beginning to reassert their sovereignty, even when it comes to their borders. Just a few weeks back, residents of Wallawa County in eastern Oregon came out en masse and voted to become the 12th Oregon county to secede from their state with the hopes of joining their neighboring red state, Idaho, which is now being dubbed the Greater Idaho Movement. 12 counties and counting... Several more counties are scheduled to hold similar votes in the near future, which means that all told, we're talking half of Oregon's counties, half are preparing to secede from their state and join up with Deep Red Idaho. And the Idaho legislature is all for it. And it's not just the greater Idaho movement. Look at this. 27 counties in Illinois have passed pro-secession referendums and of course the Republican Party of Texas has endorsed a vote on Texit a referendum that would effectively recalibrate Texas as a sovereign nation but again there's even more subtle ways Americans are seceding from a system they believe to be at least at this point incurably corrupt for example we're seeing a mass exodus from our public schools the number of homeschooled students has quadrupled over the past two decades, from 1 million in the year 2000 to nearly 4 million this year. The number of students enrolled in charter schools has more than doubled from 1.7 million in 2010 to 3.7 million in 2021. And it's not just students, it's teachers, it's administrators. There's nothing short of a mass exodus from woke public schools which points to an even wider secessionist phenomenon, and that's, of course, the rise of a parallel economy. We're seeing the rise of parallel news media, like what we do here on this channel, parallel social media, like the new patriot-based Twitter or True Social, Parallel currencies like crypto, parallel colleges, conservative colleges. We got parallel payment processing systems, parallel medical insurance like healthcare cost sharing organizations, parallel job finder sites like our good friends Red Balloon, made up completely of anti woke companies. We could go on and on. We got parallel satellites that Elon Musk has been putting up in outer space. He's even talking about creating an entire parallel phone and telecommunicative system. But as you can see, it's all part of this larger, soft secessionist trend that deliberately seeks to separate in order to protect and preserve the timeless values that we love. And if what's happening right now at all levels of society is any indicator, those values will only further flourish in the future.
8: Right, this is our final segment, our sixth segment of the night. And this is uh, just to remind you again, if you've hung with me this far and you're near near, near to us, come to the uh, Doug Frank gig. Or if you're not here, how about this? Just watch for it to pop up on our FreedomCode.net. So however you benefit, I don't really care whether you're at the meeting. I'm not into big meetings. I don't care about them. I want people to go to work. If people are there to work. Everybody's welcome, but you can benefit from, uh, I'll put it on the FreedomCode.net website and as soon as we can. And um, and, and check churchofgladtidies.com live stream and see if it's on there. You might be able to watch it. Uh, it's going to start our time on the left coast at 5 p.m. August 6th. So check it out if you want to get some help with your elections. Okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, Thrifty Rooter, uh, they will solve your problem. And they, uh, you know, somebody told me the other day, he said, Lou, they got here amazingly fast. I said, well, yeah, what's that mean? Like in a few minutes after I called, they, boom, they had somebody right here. I thought, come on, it's like an ambulance. So Thrifty Rooter does a lot of cool things. So they have a website, thriftyrooter.net, and you can go over there and see all the, the things that they do. You know, it's amazing. You think, oh, plumbers, they just come out with a couple of wrenches and get down under the sink, and that's that's all they do no 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 it's it's a lot cooler than that and um so they actually if you're up there in the foothills or out in the rural areas we got the septic systems and you need some service on that system they got everything dialed in for that dude big time so uh, check out their website ThriftyRooter.net, and you can actually just send them a message on the website and they're paying attention to that just like they do the phone and you can order their services right online uh and also you could just call him at uh, again 530-673-8201. And also I want to meet I uh, mentioned uh, Dave Greenitz Construction. Dave, uh I saw him Saturday night. He gave me a hard time. He listened to the show wherever he was from. I remember I mentioned last week he was back in New Jersey, and his business just kept on trucking. Greenitz Construction. They didn't they didn't miss a swing of the hammer. Boom. They're on it. And uh, so Dave Greenitz is is the, the go-to person. If you don't want to have to redo things after he gets done, you do it once and it's beautiful. And uh, he's specializing in kitchen and baths, but he does other remodel stuff as well. He helped me at my house. I had a little problem over here and he helped put it back together for me. He had AJ over here. who's a cool guy. And um, Greenitz Construction, go to these two sites to see his work. You can actually look at his work on his sites GreenitzConstruction.com, that's green, the color with E-T-Z on the end, GreenitzConstruction.com. Or you could go to the Facebook page, he has Dave Greenitz Construction. Or you can just dial him up or text him at 530-682-9602. You can message him off those platforms if you like, if you'd like to do that. Some people prefer that nowadays, the younger people. Uh, But if you want to go old style, he can just be reached at 530-682-9602. And he will hook you up and take good care of you. Okay. Uh, Also, I I need to mention a couple other people. We're just kind of running out of time today. So let me get a couple other people in here. And uh, that's Elite Universal Security. And that's uh, – I I, I was telling people the other day uh, I was out working on E Street trimming some Caltrans trees, which were looking funky in front of the building we remodeled. And uh, all kinds of people were stopping to talk to me. And I, some of them were under the influence. Some of them were out of their minds uh, for other reasons, uh, maybe demonic problems. But I had quite a time talking to them. But, uh, but people are like dumping their garbage right downtown. People are knocking out windows downtown. People are uh, leaving their, their, uh, their defecating downtown uh just all kinds of stuff. We had a guy that just uh, did some vandalism on the building we just remodel model and all the air conditioners damaged all of them. Uh and so uh if you need some help with security securing your uh properties you can go you can call Elite Universal Security. They're also looking for guards. If you want to go to work, so they're they're uh, started in Yuba County, but they're all over Northern California. So if you're up, if you're listening to this, you're you're up in California, and up near the northern border, border or Chico or Butte County or whatever. They'll put you to work up there if you're looking for a guard job. If you'd like to try it, maybe if you wanted to do part time. But uh, Elite Universal Security can help you protect yourself, protect your belongings. And you can reach them at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. And they are out here in Yuba County, but you can reach them by phone, and you can also learn about them online, about what jobs are open. And uh, they can do some training online, and uh, they also have some classrooms out here in Yuba County that they can help you with. But they'll do some training, and uh, they will take care of you. Get you going. So uh also they'll help you with how to fire a firearm if you need permits or if you need to know how to use a firearm, or you you're not a good shot, or you need to know how to use some chemicals to protect yourself for self defense. They they are they are the all around super dupers. Oh, I wanted to mention also Epic, the Embassy Private Educational Center. So if you're hearing all this crazy talk in California and elsewhere about uh the uh Endorsing Harvey Milk, the pedophile. You know we have we're forced in our in our public school systems in California. I think it's May 21. You have to say nice nice things about a pedophile. It's interesting. Pedophilia now it's been around for years, and um, child sacrifice and pedophilia has been around since the beginning of time. Shamefully, and at one time uh, because of the Judeo Christian ethic of, of the United States. Uh, they purged a lot of those things from uh, being prevalent in the public realm. But in the behind closed doors amongst uh, the elite of the country and the cabal, the global cabal, they always were uh, having sex with kids and stealing kids and killing kids and um, doing all all manner of evil and, so, and pedophilia, having sex with children. And there's always bills lurking around the Congress uh, wanting to have— uh, You know, consensual sex between little children and old men and or old women. And so um, at Embassy Private Educational Center, they don't go for that. And it doesn't matter what Gavin Newsom says about Harvey Milk and whether he threatens them with a lawsuit like he just threatened uh, Temecula School Board when they said we don't want to endorse pedophilia to our kids. We don't want to have to say positive things about uh, pedophiles. And the code now says you've got to say positive things about homosexuals and uh, people that are transsexuals and people that are all kind of weird weird people, pedophiles. You've got to say positive things about them. Like, like Harvey Milk, they want to promote him like Martin Luther King. And so uh, so the school board in P- P- Temecula said, I ain't going to do that. And so Gavin Newsom threatened them, right? He's He's a tyrant. So the threat then came with a $1.5 million fine that he's going to fine the, the city, fine the, uh, not the city, but the school board, $1.5 million. And they buckled. They said, okay, we'll tell them pedophilia is cool. Embassy Private Education Center ain't going to do that, ain't going to fly there. And uh, so if you want your kids out of that funky environment where they endorse abortion they they uh if your kid is a female and she's like wondering about that, there isn't going to be any private counseling for her to tell her she's a male. They're going to be contacting you. There isn't going to be none of that nonsense. It's going to be like old school. Right. Go there, learn good qualities, value system, good value system, Judeo-Christian value system. And uh serving, you know, honoring their parents, honoring authority, et cetera, et cetera, you know. So you could find out about Embassy Private Education Center during their third year. They started right in the middle of COVID because people's kids wanted to go to school and the government said no. So we started a school and said, yep, we're, gonna, we're private, we're Americans, we're free, and if we want to have school, we're going to have school whether the governor likes it or doesn't like it, whether the president likes it or doesn't like it, whether the city council likes it or doesn't like it, whether the supervisors like it or d- don't like it. So you can go to churchofgladtidings.com, where they, Epic has a page on the website. They host it out at Church of Glad Tidings at 1179 Eager Road. We we couldn't find any place to host it in the two counties, so we just had to make room for them out there because kids needed to go to school, and they weren't going to go to public education any So you can go to churchofgladtidings.com and then run your cursor over the word ministries and you'll see a drop-down, and uh, then click on Epic, and it'll tell all about it, how you can, you can fill out a form online, you can call them, you can email them, you can do all kinds of things to get your kid signed up. And it was K-12, through 12, now they've added a preschool. So if you have little ones, uh, they can jump on. Safe out there, it's a great environment. Athletic areas, uh, they do all kinds of fun things. So uh, Embassy Private Educational Center. Okay, I want to mention that. Then finally, I wanted to mention my friend Ted Holmes, who helped me solve a big plumbing problem over here. I don't, I don't want to waste time getting into it today, but uh, at the plumbing doctor, they helped me. And uh, so they serve Yuba Sutter counties, and you can reach them at 530-671-9111. And they'll even help you do some construction if you need to change things around to redo your plumbing if you got other than just a plug line or you need a clean out or something like that they'll do they can do some extensive remodeling work to fix you up so uh, check them out 6719111 and they will treat you right okay so let me see we got about uh, uh, almost 9 minutes left and let me see where to what I can jump on uh, okay I now just picked the juiciest ones to get into. Oh, this is cool. So the NBA, you know, the National Basketball Association is is basically owned by the Chinese now. And so no one can, can disrespect anybody in China. So if they say anything about the Uyghur people or the Falun Gong people or Christian people being incarcerated by the millions, uh, they will get the kibosh put on them. So they are, they are uh, patriotic, but towards the Chinese, not America. So that's why, uh, you know, remember when they all took the knee, knee and they had the BLM on there and all that kind of stuff? Uh, oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, let me tell you this first. Remember when they had the BLM shirts? They all wore those black BLM shirts. And everybody thought BLM was such a great idea and they're going to help all these disadvantaged black people. And they were all it was a righteous. It was righteous. So... <laughs> And then they realized that three or four of these gals are Marxist. You know, Marxist means, hey, we're going to do communism. We're all going to share everything, right? So then they found out they bought all these mansions all over the world. And with the money, they, they ran ran away with the money. Now, when they had a, some riots in New York City, and finally, uh, remember the BLM rioted for George Floyd? Now the courts found because they rioted for George Floyd, New York city has agreed to pay $13 million or $10,000 each to the protesters that got beaten up by the cops that you heard a clip earlier on the show. So they were arrested in the 2020 black lives demonstration. So anyway, if you, if you riot for the right things and burn the town down, as long as for the right guy and you get the right judge, you, you get paid 10000 dollars for busting stuff up. Isn't that cool? So anyway, uh then back up to the NBA. So you know how these all people had these kind of woke brands like Nike and stuff? Well, now we got a guy. I like this guy because I remember him during um oh, during COVID. And I'm trying to see his name here. Jonathan Isaac. And Jonathan Isaac stood up during COVID. And when NBA stars, they were, they were making everybody get the jab, right? Some of these teams said you can't play for the team unless you take the jab. And I can't remember who he played. Oh, I think he plays for Orlando Magic, Orlando, Florida, or maybe say Orlando. Anyway, Jonathan Isaac is a Christian boy. And he just said, it's against my religion to take the jab. He's ain't going to take the jab. So now Jonathan Isaac has launched his own Christian swag uh, company. He said, I, he, Jonathan Isaac is black. He's really black. His hair's kinky. He's got the do. He's got the, he's got the fro. He said, I, don't wanna, I never wanted to align myself with Black Lives Matter movement and, and the organization. And I felt that the true answer to all problems that we see is not not just racism, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I decided to stand up and, and share it rather than go down on my knee. And he said, I don't want to support the woke companies. Remember, I tell you, don't support the woke companies. I, he said, I believe that values matter. And when we do give our money to companies that don't support our values, we're consigning with our message. When you go see Disney films, you are joining with a transsexual message a pervert message. So what I wanted to do was give Americans, freedom-loving Americans, faith-loving Americans, the option to buy with their values. The company's current clothing line includes hoodies, sweatpants, sweatshirts, T-shirts, and Isaac will offer a sneaker that he'll be wearing throughout the next NBA season and is looking to expand beyond basketball while catering to children and adults. He opted during 2020... To stand, he refused to go down on the knee during the national anthem. And he he appeared on Fox and Friends on Tuesday to say his new company called Unitas. It's unit with U.S. on the end. Unit with U.S. Unitas. It stands for Faith, Family, and Freedom. I'm going to check it out. The logo design is based on the Ark of the Covenant. If you're a Bible person, you know what that means. So uh, anyway, I'm going to check out his thing just to support him even though he's already a millionaire. He said, it's not about hating everybody. You know, it's, it's cool. When you, when you stand instead of kneel, when you say, I'm not going to wear a mask. When you say, I'm not going to get the jab, you're a hater. You're a hater. You want everybody to die in the community. Right? He said, it's not about hating anybody. You know, we got to say this now, right? Oh yeah. I love you, bro. I don't want you to get it, but I, you know, I, you know, you'd be better off without the mask. Don't take the jab. I already did. Oh sorry, dude. Right. People dropping dead left and right. Every week people are telling me so-and-so died. Some point this person's sicker than a dog. They can't go out anymore. Right. Young people. He said, it's not about going against anybody. It's simply saying that our values are valid and they deserve to be celebrated. Isaac said, thank you, Jesus, for Jonathan Isaac. And if they won't, then we'll celebrate them ourselves. He appeared on the Megan Kelly's popular podcast this week as well. And he shared a clip of that interview Tuesday on Twitter. And he explained about his brand. So, If you if you did a search for U N UN, unit with U-S on the end, all one word, you can hook into Jonathan Isaac. He plays for Orlando Magic. And I'm hoping stuff's not ir- ridiculously expensive. I'd like to just support the dude if it's halfway decent stuff. I know some stuff looks dorky, so I'm not telling you to do it if it's dorky. I'm telling you not to put your money on things that you don't like. Don't support things that you don't believe in that are against you. I'm skipping some really good stuff today that, uh, it's too bad. We're just short of time. It just, well, we're not short of time. We had the time that was allotted to us, which is this amount. Uh, but there's some fun stuff, you know, and I found out that the radio show is even less time because we got other kind of commercials that cut us into, into that. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Schwab's daughter, Klaus Schwab, you know, the head of the World Economic Forum. This gal is a total communist. Oh, this its so gnarly. Nicole Schwab. She commented that COVID proved the world could strongly shift once people felt an extreme threat to their livelihood. She notes that policymakers now have more power post-COVID. Don't they? Really? We got crazy Gavin down there. he He just. Calling the shots. He just does all kinds of funky stuff. And she says changes need to be not, need not be made in, incrementally, just like throw throw them changes. She's like gnarly like her dad. She said, so I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really have this great reset and to use this huge flow of money. Where'd that money come from? It came out of your in my pocket and went into the rich people's pockets when they took all those businesses away and folded all those businesses. You know, Amazon, remember amazon.com? They, they hired like 80,000 new people overnight. Boom. She says, we're going to use the increased levers of, A pressure that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before to create a change that is not incremental, but that we can look back and we can say this is the moment where we really started to position nature at the core of the economy. Oh nature, not people. Nature. That's love of nature. That's nature worship. It's idol worship, folks. That's Gaia worship. That's wrong people. Don't do that. It's gonna get you in trouble. You know, at the end of the day, I don't lose any sleep over this, not a bit. It's your it's your life. Do what you want to do, like the old rhythm and Bruce. It's it's your thing. Do what you want to do. It's kind of like the devil's thing, right? But in, when you follow God, it's like God. It's God's thing. We're going to do His thing. She said, and there are plenty of opportunities. And this is again a mindset of actually. In, anyway, I'm out of time nicole schwab remember her when klaus drops dead nicole's gonna swing into action all right god bless you you take care and lord willing we'll be back next week if we're not then you know the lord didn't will it take take care bye-bye i see
1: trees of green red roses too What a wonderful world I see skies are blue And clouds of white The bright blessed day And the dark sacred night And I think to myself I wonder